0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. Uh, I am joined by, I'm, I'm safe to say, one of my biggest guests so far. Uh, he is the Blood Tourist. He is your mother's favourite wrestler. He is Luke King-Sharp. How you doing? How
1: are you doing, Billy? It's a pleasure to be here, mate.
0: I, I am so excited. For anyone that's followed uh, my, my Twitter stuff, um, if, if there's a time to praise a wrestler, usually your name pops up when, <laughs> when I'm doing
1: it. I appreciate it, mate. Thank you very um, much.
0: So before we, we go to the fun stuff, um as as I said to you before we recorded, I have so many notes because <laughs> I'm just fascinated by by your career and everything. Um but we'll get into it. How did you get into pro wrestling? Um in
1: terms of like watching it, um the first the first ever wrestling I actually seen was um was ECW. Um, it was Monk. Monk was a big wrestling fan, so obviously most folk have seen like you know, what I mean, John Cena and Sky One or whatever. But, um, my first sort of exposure to wrestling was—I remember it vividly as well. Um, I can't—I can't remember exactly what show it was, but I just remember Sabu like putting himself through a table. Um, that was like the first sort of the first thing I'd ever seen in wrestling, um, and obviously straight away that sort of drew me in with the madness. Um, of course, I started watching WWE as well um, when Munko sort of realised that um, that I liked wrestling from how I was kind of reacting to that. Um, you know, he introduced me a lot more WWE, um, obviously took a lot of inspiration for guys like um, Rey Mysterio and stuff at a young age and um, a lot of smaller guys. Um, and right about the time I started watching it, there was, there was a really good like cruiserweight division. Um, Smackdown was the kind of main show that I watched, so I, I got to see a lot of sort of world-class cruiserweights. Um, and in terms of how, how I got into um, wrestling like as a business, um, I started training in um, Barhead, when I was about twelve, I think yeah, about twelve, um, and I, I, I just loved it. Um, I was already aware of like the British scene. Um, I used to go like to different sort of British indie shows um, whenever whenever I got the chance um, with with, us, with my with my same uncle. Um, so I know I know that there were schools and stuff. And just as soon as as soon as I got the chance, as soon as I was old enough to go, I went. And um, just sort of threw myself into it head first.
0: Uh, so the first, well, first time I was aware of you was, uh, it was actually probably one of your first promos yeah, with Brendan Cooper. Uh, that was, that was, was my first
1: promo, that was my very first yeah, promo. Uh, it
0: was for the first, <laughs> a, first Academy Attacks, it must have been. Uh, so in yeah. 2013, and honestly, as soon as I saw that promo, like, I, I'm sitting here as a fan, always anyway, but as soon as I saw that, I thought, money. That just <laughs> oh, the thank the, you. the character was already there. <laughs> you didn't need anything else. Um, but what was it like going into your first match, that, or what was it like doing that promo? Uh, was there a lot of thought behind it for your character, or was it just a, a case of just an uh, extension of yourself?
1: Anyway, I think, I think the character being sort of like, the people who were training me were almost kind of developing the character, and obviously I was myself as well um, for for quite a bit leading up to the to the debut. Um, so when, when we done that first promo, like I was, I was already very sure of who looking sharp was to be, or who I wanted, who I wanted him to be. Um, obviously, yeah, every everybody everybody's nervous going in, going into the first match. Um, and like do you know, what I mean, you're, stand, you're standing behind the curtain and you're shaking. You know what I mean? You're so full of emotions, and I can't really describe the sort of feeling. It. It's like that first time you go. Out, it's like as soon as you open the door, oh, usually be. A Cutting in my case it was a door, <laughs> um, and when you open the door, and, do you know what I mean, it's just as if you just go numb, you know what I mean, it was just a flash and you're it's done, you know what I mean, it just, do you know what I mean, you blink and you're done, um, but at the same time, it was the best thing I had experienced in my life up until that point.
0: Um, and it wasn't long before you were just all over uh, the main shows as well. Um, I mean, I was just going through maybe your first two years over on Cage Match because, of course, that's that's the Bible for uh, <laughs> match results, um, which I've found have been really re- really correct or really wrong because Dan B7 <laughs> did not train Mike Musso, which I was shocked <laughs> to find out <laughs> um, and just <laughs> appalled. Uh, but in your first two years, you were facing Noam Dar. Um, Coffees. Uh, I mean, I think there was a match with with Piper, Piper Niven, as well. Uh, these are just yeah. nowadays. I mean, was 2014, 15, and uh, now these guys are all over the WWE network, much like yourself. But we'll we'll get to that in a <laughs> bit. Uh, so, what what was it like just getting thrown into the deep end like that with all these these world class wrestlers? Even I mean, at the it, time, it's,
1: it's exactly it's exactly what I wanted. Like there, there's there's no point there's no fighting, sort of messing about, you know what I mean? You're as well going on head first and just, I'm a big believer in the, the best way to learn is to learn on the job. Um, there, There's no better sort of learning situation than being in there with somebody who's better than you and is bringing you up to their level. So obviously I was really lucky at such a young age to be to be in with talent of such a sort of high caliber, Um, like you're saying guys like know and stuff. So it was definitely a big, big benefit. Um, that from a young age I was almost kind of getting used to being under that pressure and working with these people who are so well-renowned. Um, and, ha- and having to sort of bring myself up to that level as well, um, knowing that people, people are expecting a certain level of performance if, um, if I've been trusted with this match.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, just I, I just couldn't believe what I was going through. I mean, obviously, I, I, I do follow your career fairly closely, but so I knew you, you'd faced some big names, but um, my word, <laughs> when I was going through it. I was like <laughs> wow, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll stick to around about 2015 odd. Uh, so the first time I actually got to see you wrestle out, I think it was rock and wrestle.
1: Um, well, it sounds likely,
0: possibly, because it was up in Forest. I think it was, well, I think you did the the two night uh. Highland tour as well, possibly. Oh, well, the second night was in Forest. Um so for for people listening, uh I this was the first show I took my then girlfriend, my wife to. And I've told you this story, but I to tell everyone else because it makes me laugh every time. Um so she was helping driving. We we were actually sitting in the corner while you were putting together your match with uh I think it was Donnie T and uh, uh it and someone else. Krycek and Damien, maybe. That was Craig it, Damien. Craig Damien. And so it was all good and I'd s i would had, had stand I would sit at the front because I was moving barriers and which just really should not have been doing. Um but I was told oh, right, we're sitting at the front, okay. The wrestlers won't shout at me, she says. I went, No no, I'm shout at <laughs> you. Absolutely fine. First match started, out you come, point straight at her, and <laughs> it fancies me. And the death stare I got right afterwards. <laughs> it was just the, uh, uh,
1: you should have you known better, man. That was, a, that was a rookie move on your part.
0: I did half think, I was thinking, if he if he knows I'm sitting in the front, there's a good chance something's going to happen. But I won't tell her that. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it, it spoils the magic. But no, she, she's probably <laughs> a soft spot for you since. Um, because there was our show, again, Rock and Wrestle. They announced the card, but they hadn't announced Jack Jester's match and announced that you were there. And I was going to go to the show with my brother who's um, got autism and that's just like our thing um, I think yeah. to the wrestling local shows and I went I think I think it's going to be Jester versus Lou tonight it has been announced and she went well I'm coming now so <laughs> Grant that's fine our ticket bought. so uh, yeah, yeah you, you've certainly made a impression on someone who, who's at that point only been to a couple I'm of shows um, so your initial gimmick uh, was your mother's favourite wrestler uh, you would grind yourself uh, against <laughs> An elder clientele. Uh, so, so, what was your what was your what was your inspiration behind that? And does it also amaze you that even now, eight years later, people finally just click what your name means?
1: I it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me anymore. Like I thought it was really clever and really quick. You know what I mean? Sharp, I guess. <laughs> um, but now nah, people have been really really slow with that, man. And, I, and I, f- I think now, like us having this conversation, there will probably be a couple of people who go you're oh, hot on <laughs> you know what i mean um in terms of like where the gimmick came from and stuff i think it was just it was just an extension of kind of who I, who i was at the time you know what i mean um i mean i was like what's 16, 16 at the time and um, when i started um with that character and stuff i was 16 and um, and yeah i was i was just about a, a loudmouth and but a knob, <laughs> I guess. Um, and I really, really I was just—it was just an extension. I was so full of energy, and I was just—I was just so buzzing to be involved in wrestling. You know what I mean? Just so, like any spot, any show, I was just so happy to be there. Um, and I guess I just kind of translated that into the energy that I was bringing when I came out as Looking shot. Sharp.
0: Uh, it's quite amazing because people see, you, of course, you're, you're, you're five foot four. Uh, you're you're. Uh... Was it eight? I was eight and a half stone, but I totally maybe got, got not that
1: anymore. Wrong.
0: Not no, anymore. <laughs> at the time, you were yeah. um, so, yeah. but you're easily one of the biggest characters in the show. So it, it was almost like a, a oxymoron is not the word, but it was like you're, you're the smallest one there, but you're also the biggest at the same time. I okay. Um So 2015, we're still there because, like I said, you're, you're what 16 when you started 2013, and uh, so you're just early 20s now. So
1: just turned 23.
0: Just went, God, it makes me feel so old. <laughs> uh, considering what you've done uh, in that time, uh, so we're still in 2015. So, Pro Wrestling Elite uh, was a company that you, you uh, had a fairly major storyline in. In uh, 2015, yeah. you, you defeated the New Age Click on your own, maybe with some help, uh, to become the, <laughs> the tag team champions. Uh, so, was that that would be your first? Was that your first title? I think I got um, It was.
1: It was. It was, it was the first title I won. Um, I've, I've told this story a million times, but I do. I do like telling it. Um, it's probably probably my my favourite sort of story to tell when I when I do these kind of things. So, um, I was winning. I won the belts in in March. Um, or if it wasn't March, it was it was to be March at, um, when it was when it was being planned. Um, and really right about like the September before or <laughs> something like that. Um, people, people had told me, um, that that I was winning the title, that I was winning the belts, but Adrian didn't want me to know because he wanted it to be a big surprise. So I had to act as if I didn't know. Um, and Adrian would cut like I'd be like, I don't know, planning a match, packing my bag, whatever. You know what I mean? Just generally cutting about, and Adrian would walk past and he'd be like big things coming in March and then swagger away into <laughs> the distance. Um, and just Every single time I see him, it was be ready for March, big things in March, March is just round the corner, you know what I mean, and acting as if, you know, he, he's he's absolutely clueless that I, I, I know all of us, you know what I mean. Um, and then on the day, I'm sitting backstage, I remember I was like sitting on this kind of like little table thing, um, and he walks up with a run sheet and just like puts it down next to me and goes, like swagger's away <laughs> so I, was, I had to pick up the run sheet and be like oh my god you know what I mean? act as if you know i was i was i was surprised i mean i was still buzzing you know what i mean I, of course i was buzzing um but i was very much aware that it was happening
0: <laughs> so, so it's to like getting a hold of of the title though, it, it was just again just the extension that buzzing just like
1: yeah it, it, it was like just the fact that someone who's so well respected um and somebody who had such a such a high standard for pro wrestling like, like when you when you look back at the guys that he used like Adrian didn't just use anyone, you know what I mean? Like Adrian wasn't just throwing trainees or nothing on it by me. Um so the fact that he had so much sort of trust in me um and obviously believed that I could that I could run in that spot um a lot earlier than a lot of people did as well. Um, a lot of people still sort of see me as, you know, a smaller guy, um, a, a comedy wrestler, um, and uh, you know that wouldn't really, wouldn't really put me in such a such a big sort of position um, at that time. But Adrian believed in me, um, and you know I'll always always be grateful for um, for the chance that I got to to work not only, you know, I mean, as a tag team champion, but just to, to work with him at all. Um, like it's a complete, a totally invaluable learning experience. Um, just getting to see how he carried himself, and just getting to share a ring young him in, in general is just like I said, to- totally invaluable.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I've never, never got to go to a pro wrestling elite show. I could come so far uh, in the sticks, but um they only ran what four times a year, maybe. So their shows are always just. Yeah slick top to bottom and there's always the, the, the people they've had on the shows have just been ridiculous uh, one of which you, you have faced again which we will speak about because I'll, I'll probably, anyone listen to this will know that I'll do a big zone portion because that's, that's <laughs> w- what I do um, but you teamed with Lionheart of course as part of, of your tag team run uh, yeah. along with Chris Travis and Martin Kirby as well, all of which um, are, are no longer wrestling obviously for one case or another uh, so what what was it like during that run, teaming with with guys like like Lionheart, of course, like Chris Travis, and and eventually Marco. very very
1: much very much the same um, as I as I'd said um, about about Adrian, like just getting to be around Trav and getting getting to be part of Trav's sort of comeback. Like I hadn't worked with Trav before um, his illness, um, but get, getting to be a part of that comeback was. Incredible, like getting getting to to be in the ring and witness the, the reaction to this like fairy tale story of this guy. You know what I mean? Coming back from coming back from cancer and getting back in the ring and again, I'm forever grateful that I got to I got to be a, a very a very small part of that. Um, I remember in that in that match um, we we'd been working for All Star on the camps before it, um, so. I we we'd been separated into different cars. I got there like late but on time still. Um and our opponents were stuck in another car which had got, you know, there was like traffic issues. So they got there really late. So we were planning um the the match with Tagra Trav. We were planning that like as our entrance music was playing. Um and obviously I was really young at the time as well and obviously there's a lot of pressure. Like I'm thinking this guy's the guy's just come back. From cancer, you know what I mean. I don't want. To, I don't want to ruin this this moment. You know what I mean. And um, there, there was a so there was a lot of pressure. Um, I at one point I tried. I tried to do a topee um, you know, with a rope dive. Um, just my head just all over the place, and for whatever reason, I just just nerves. I, just, I didn't run before it. I tried to just go. Just just go. Obviously. That didn't work out very well. Um, I managed to poke my opponent in the eye and then faceplant off the side of the ring. Um, and I just remember, like, all three of us who'd all been on the camps before, we were just, we were just all over the place after this, you know what I mean? We were all freaking out. And Trav's, like, in the ring, like, discreetly telling every single one of us where we need to be and what we need to do. And just, you know what I mean? Just totally directing the traffic and just such a pro. Like, just so, so good. And, like, when you watch it back, like, you... I mean, maybe if you listened really carefully, you could hear him maybe saying something. But you can you definitely can't tell that the three of us have no idea. And he's just—you know what I mean—he's just, just calling at altars. You know what I mean, directing traffic. And I remember after the match, I hugged him, and I was like, "I'm so sorry." And he, he, he like—I felt so bad that I'd botched this match. But he, he, you know what I mean—they thanked me, and you know what I mean—I had a sort of moment in the ring. Um, it was very complimentary and stuff when we got back, and I was just, like I said, just just grateful to be to be part of it at all. Um, obviously, getting to work with Cardi as well was was brilliant. Um, there there was more plans to um, to do more stuff with me and Trav down the line. Um, I remember Adrian messaging me again, doing his big, <laughs> G and everything up so much. He was like, enter Project Sharp you know what i mean like g and as if it was this, this huge thing Um yeah so like i mean it was a, it was a shame that we never got to do more with it but it did lead to um to tagging with with kirby a bit more which again is is getting to share the ring with, with a guy like kirby is brilliant especially when i was doing the sort of comedy stuff at the time as well like he was he always excelled and i excelled in uh, a million different aspects but that that was just one of them um, and it's certainly one that i took a lot of um, inspiration from um, so, just the, just the entire run that I got in Pro Wrestler Elite was brilliant for me. Um, just uh, having so much sort of faith put in me and getting to work with such a, a high calibre of talent is just, it it, it it doesn't happen often for a for a 16-year-old wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Not not a lot of 16-year-old wrestlers are getting to go in there and um, share the ring with, with world-class talent. And I would say that's what the three of them are.
0: I, I love Hugh and Lionheart stories because it's, it's not someone... The only time I had a chance of meeting him was uh, tw- the 2019 Aberdeen Anarchy event because he had a, ma- a triple threat match there and he walked past me, but he's got that such a star aura yeah. about him <laughs> that I was just like, no, I don't want to disturb him. He's, he's got his hood up. He clearly <laughs> doesn't want to speak to anyone. And it's it's yeah, every story I hear, he's just larger than life, big, big uh, dramatic... Character makes everything. I,
1: I, I used to, I used to work in a call center selling ice cream, right? <laughs> um, and there was, a, there was a guy in, in that call center who, who had worked with Adrian in like a previous job, kind of thing, and again in a call center. Um, and when he found out I was into wrestling and stuff, he was like, "Oh, do you, do you know Lionheart? And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. He was that guy who always carried himself like a star. Didn't he? I mean, he would walk into work in the morning like. And I was like, "That's so true." Like, I believe, I believe every word of that because that's exactly what he was like. You know what I mean? And I love it. Like, because he, because was a star, even when he, and even when he wasn't a star, he made you believe he was.
0: Uh, 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 yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, just yeah. Not, not, enough good words about Lionheart that I've heard and and that could be shared. He's it, just uh, an incredible uh, human uh, at the end of the day. So, but we're still talking about 2015. We're not even out there yet. Uh, you had your debut in, in Danks Pro Wrestling. So this is your first double yeah. in Denmark, uh, which, according again, according to my research, of cage match was a steel cage. So, okay, so
1: that so that was that wasn't my first match in Denmark. Um, my first Danish match was it was a tag match, and I can't remember my partner's name for the life of me. Um, but we wrestled Raven and Nitro Green. they also they also wrestled as Rana's partner, um, and uh, body slam and stuff. Um, so what had happened was I'd went out to train. Um, Chaos was wrestling for the the promotion that I trained. That I initially trained with, um, quite a lot. Um, and he had a like, sort of good connection with the promoter and stuff from that. Um, from that promotion, so he he would run this thing. It was called Fake or Break. Um, it was essentially like a summer camp where you go over, I think it was a week, you go over for a week and you train each day, uh, you know what I mean? You get up at eight and you train until like six. It's like real wrestling all day um, and then there's a show at the end of it. Um, so I went over to do that training with Chaos and um, Starbucks. So Starbucks, he's like the sort of founding father of wrestling in Finland. Um, so I, I'd, I'd done that camp, which was brilliant um, and then got, um, it was actually, it was, I was quite lucky, it was a main event. Um, of the of the show at the end. Um it was myself and my partner against um Nitro and Raven, like I said. Um but, but that was that was a brilliant match to get. Um again at such an early age. Um Nitro obviously went on to have a, a big role in DPW so getting to work him so early on was definitely definitely helped me um later on down the line. As did training with um with Starbuck from Finland. That was um played a big hand in in getting me over there. Um <laughs> the cage match. and um, I guess that was like my first international booking where like obviously before I'd went there to train kind of thing, whereas this was the first time they kind of came to me and wanted to bring me in. And um, so I was wrestling this guy called the Geek. Um and he was like the guy easily like six foot ten or something, you know what I mean? Um he basically his gear was like he wore like basically John Cena's gear, but with a Superman t-shirt. <laughs> Um but he was this was just, like a huge big dude. Um, I remember I had to him I was like you could like if you if you can gorilla press me you can like lawn dart me into the side of the cage you know what I mean and like I'll just cause I'll just I'll just push against the cage and I'll I'll bounce off, you know what I mean? I'll be fine and this is on YouTube as well. Um so he gets me up for the for the press and he lawn darts me and the cage is like it's not it's not steel, you know what I mean? It's like wire or whatever, you know what I mean? Like kind of wire stuff. Um, so Elon darts me into the cage, and rather than in my head, I'm going to bounce off, you know what I mean? Back into the ring. I just sort of went, like head down, <laughs> like so I came down, like directly on the top of my like on the top of my head, in between the cage and the ropes, so that kind of little gap in in the middle. So I came like directly on the top of my head. Like a miracle that I never broke my neck. Um, but luckily, I was I was all right, um, and I put that down to nothing else but being sixteen and just so full of full of energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think if I'd done the exact same spot now, I pro- I'd, I'd probably been a lot of pain. <laughs>
0: um, but no, I, I just blows my mind that all this is happening when you're you're sixteen. Uh, yeah. So, so- so, I mean, even if, if you're going to the shows, you can't even go out afterwards because nowhere, sh- nowhere should let you in. Uh, <laughs> whether they do or don't, we, we won't uh, say otherwise. But but uh, your journey with Angst, of course, uh, escalated even further in 2018 when you won their Money in the Bank and then cashed in against Nitro Green uh, yeah. the same night as well. So, a uh, three year journey from, from the trainee camp to landing on your head to heavyweight champion. I think I had it. I didn't write it down, but I think it was like 190 days according to the Germans.
1: I had quite a quite a good run um, with a, with the a DPW title. Um, there's a, there's actually a funny story behind the the Money in the Bank um, that not a lot of people know. So the Money in the Bank match that I won actually only lasted about six minutes or some maybe less. Um, and it's, like, one of those things that you sort of ask yourself, if this happened in wrestling, what, what would happen? Like, how how would that go? Um, so we're all standing in the middle of the ring and the briefcase just fell. <laughs> 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 it just fell into the middle of the ring, you know what I mean? And there was, like, a split setting where we all just sort of and were looking at each other and no one's really got any idea what to do. So I just grabbed it and ran. <laughs> so, I mean, te- I mean, tell me tell me who else could have won. Like,
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, that... that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it would be the exact same thing. It's like, well, oh, just grab
1: it. It's you like need to do. Yeah. First, so, first guy to get both hands on it, you know what I mean?
0: So, so what, what could have went your head would have been like a long night of, oh, I'm going to get thrown to a ladder at some point, turned into, oh, well,
1: six minutes. Yeah, it was much easier than I, than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I think
0: that kind of adds to, uh, again, I'm, I'm assuming that you were, you were uh, not the most popular one there for for doing such a thing kind of sneaky thing oh no and then to oh, come no, out no. at the end and beat the champion um you must have been uh, uh showered with the booze at the end of the night just for all of it
1: um <laughs> uh, well, i was very very much a heel um with, with dpw with my, my entire run with dpw I was definitely a heel um but it was that it was that match winning um winning the title and i'd say that was I guess my first match as as the blood tourist.
0: Well, we'll definitely get to your blood tourist stuff because that's what you are now. Um, so yeah, so you, you, was the darks pro wrestling the first the first time you went there? Is that kind of what got you interested in in the Scandinavian promotions, or kind of got your foot in, of course, with uh, um, with the, the, in Finland as well? So were you aware of the European scene, or was it something that you kind of wanted to just expand? I was, to? I was,
1: I was aware that there was wrestling in places like Germany and stuff. Um, obviously, like France, those kind of places. Um, and then it was it was from chaos coming to Scotland that I it was kind of, that's what sort of made me aware of wrestling in Denmark. Um, but when I, when I went over there, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Because um, obviously the scene uh, is a much younger scene than the, um, than the UK. Um, but I, I was obviously, I was really impressed with like, how good everybody was and then how good the coaching was. Like Chaos was a brilliant, brilliant coach. Um thought so, so was Starbuck. Um so yeah, I was I was just really impressed by it. And one of the guys that I met there was Timmy Force, um who is a, a brilliant, brilliant wrestler um from Sweden. And um, I would definitely recommend checking him out um if you're a fan of sort of cruiserweight wrestling he was um, really really good. Um but he was he was doing the training camp as well. Um and obviously he was telling me a bit about promotions in um Gothenburg and Stockholm and different different places in Sweden. And there was a boy from Germany there as well, and he would he would tell us about these German promotions and stuff. And I just kinda realised there was like no one's bothering with these places. Like there's all the there's all this wrestling out there, there's, there's Sweden and Denmark and like obviously I was I wasn't the first Scottish guy to go to Denmark. Like people had been there before me, but I don't I don't know how to put it, they just never really they just never really chased it, if that makes sense. Like they never really followed up on it. They would like go in, people would go over for like a one shot kind of thing and that was that was it, you know what I mean? Um whereas I was like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a thing of this. Um so I got a booking in Sweden um for GBG. Um I'd met the promoter Steinbolt, um, working for All Star um and Timmy Forster, the a big hand in getting me in there as well. And as I said, I went to Finland as well. Um, so I'd start to call myself Scottish King of Scandinavia, and um, I still use that um, to this day. Um, and yeah, I was just like, I'm going I'm to really make a thing of this travel. Like, no, no one's trying to go to, to Denmark and Sweden and Norway and all these kind of places. So I'm going to be the guy that done it. I'm going to be the guy that went everywhere. You know what I mean? I'll be I'll be the guy who wrestle anybody in any climate in any country. You know what I mean? Like, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean,
0: I I wasn't even aware of that, but uh, because you are wanting to, to get more eyes on the scene. You contacted me when I was doing interviews and stuff like that, yeah. going, oh, do you want to speak to some of the Danish guys? And um, it just goes to show how how serious you're, you're taking your own career by more people that know the people you're facing, the more eyes absolutely. are
1: on it. Like, absolutely. The, like, we, we, need to, we need to grow together. You know what I mean? There's no point in one, one person, getting lots of attention is good for that one person. You know what I mean. Whereas if the whole scene's getting more attention, that's good for everyone. Everyone's gonna make more money. Everyone's gonna have more fun. Everyone's gonna be wrestling in front of bigger crowds, and um, so it just it just makes sense. Um, it's like with my role in sort of helping the Danish scene, like I've always been close um, with, with Chaos and, um, and Nitro Green, um, as well as so they they run uh, DPW um, and. I've always been close to Sebastian from CCW as well, so obviously it's just, a, just more like started off as a kind of friendship thing, and then again I just genuinely did believe in these guys and really thought that they should have more eyes on them. So um, I do a lot of the sort of social media stuff for CCW now. Um, I do a lot of just sort of generally trying to get them exposure. Um, recently got them um, signed up to be on a, a computer game that's coming out, a, mo- a mobile game indie wrestler. Um, so I got I got them on board with that and just just like you said just trying to get more eyes on it like I think these guys are really really good it is a young scene you know what I mean and there are going to be guys who are a bit more green than than what you're used to on if you, if you only watch american wrestling or british wrestling but these guys they're passionate and they care um and I think the 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 best way to describe it for me, and it's always I I kind of use it on social the CCW social media a lot, um, to sort of promote the company. Is it's it's grunge pro wrestling because that's that's what it is to me. You know what I mean? It's like it's it might be sort of a bit more a bit more underground than what you're used to, but it's going to be a hundred times more passionate than what you're used to as well because all oh, these guys are dying for it. Like they get they get to wrestle, you know, a couple of times a month uh, when when things are going good. You know what I mean? They like. There, there isn't as much wrestling in these areas so when they do get the chance to be out in front of a live crowd, you you believe they're giving it 100% you know what I mean, like they are very grateful of the chance to, to be getting to it, so.
0: Um, so So yeah, so doing their their social media and, and that again, I, I'll probably mention it quite a lot of times, but folks we'll need to remember that you're 23 years old and you're doing it, you've you pretty much got yourself a, a conglomerate of, of a wrestling <laughs> network of your own and you're Barely, just just out your, or just into your twenties, um, right? We're going to speak about wrestles and we'll get that out of the way because your matches you've had there have been, again, ridiculous. Uh, so we'll, we'll start just with your big matches, the After anarchy ones, uh, two thousand and fifteen. Looking sharp, rejected against Devon Dudley and <laughs> Thunder Buddies. What was it like? <laughs> when you were told that you were gonna go in with, with Devon Dudley.
1: Oh blow I was blown out of the water, man. Like especially like I was saying like being such a big ECW fan. Um and then finding out that I'm gonna be wrestling one of the Dudley buddies, man. Like that was incredible. Like wrestling were always really, really good to me. They were actually the first promotion outside of where I trained to to use me at all. Um and they they were they were always really good to me. But I was I was almost kinda of shocked I was like they're putting me in with Devon Dudley, like you know what I mean. Like there's all these, there's all these brilliant wrestlers in Scotland right now. You know what I mean. Really, about that time, ICW is blowing up. It's on BBC and all the rest of it, and like just the, the entire British scene is on fire. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and of, of everybody on the British scene right now, you've chose me. Um, that it was obviously I was excited and I was I was ready for it. You know what I mean? Um, but Devon Dudley is a, a character, man. Like. He's he's a cool guy. Uh he's scary though as well. <laughs> like I remember we were we were trying to, we were planning the match and stuff. And uh, well we were uh, we were trying to plan the match, 16, 17 year old me shaking, wanting to know every single thing that we're gonna do. Um and it, his exact words were if it ain't WrestleMania, I ain't planning none. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay, you know what I mean. Um But eventually, you know what I mean, I I think he kind of realised that I was a bit kind of nervous Um, and he he finally found a couple of of spots for me and stuff. But at one point I went out and I had a cigarette Um, and I came back in and I started vaping and he was like, smoking at 17. And I was like, well, actually, no, smoking, I was 17 at the time, he was uh, was smoking at 16. And I'm like, actually, I'm I'm 17, Stephen Dudley, Hall of Famer. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I got something for that. It was like, you go come at me, I'm going to give you a Dominator and y'all go feel that. And I'm, Christ, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't sure what a Dominator was. I just knew Devon von was about to have me, man. And <laughs> like, um, So obviously before that, I'm like, do you know what I mean, trembling, terrified. Um, so before we go out, he's standing at the curtain. Um, and I went up and I was like, I'll go, you know, just trying to be polite. And I was like, oh, good luck, I'll see you out there. As if. Devon Dudley needs my luck in Aberdeen, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm like, good luck, and he grabs my hand and he goes, mmm. Now we're gonna ask Jesus for good luck! <laughs> I'm like, what? So he just, uh, he's just holding my hand with this like death grip, man, like, and he's just, mmm. I'm just like this the whole time, <laughs> and I just don't know what to do. Just <laughs> my hand getting your squeeze and he just turns to me and he's like, how do you feel? <laughs> I was like, I brilliant, mate. Great. Ran through the curtains. <laughs> um and we we get in the ring. And obviously he's not planned very much for me. He's just kind of told me, I'll I'll light you up, just you know, move around for me. And um, so I move over the ropes and he takes me and just goes, flying burrito, sends me off. I'm running by him, It's a flying burrito. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely terrified, no idea what this is. And I just, boom, nails me with a forearm, and I very quickly realized that it was the, the Tito Santana forearm. <laughs> but, I mean, it was brilliant getting to be in the ring with a legend. Like, that that's the only way to describe them. In my opinion, the Dudleys are the, the greatest tag team of all time. Um, I think it's indisputable that they're the most successful tag team of all time. Um, Obviously, I've had a big focus on my career. Well, obviously, with Craig and various other tag partners as well on tag team wrestling, I've always sort of had my my, my hand in tag team wrestling, in some form or another. So, getting to to be around him um, and sort of listen to to a wee bit of his psychology on, on tag wrestling was was brilliant. I um, I remember um Bill Harper of William Stelling, um. Saying that they were they wanted to do the um, Devon get the tables spot like after the match. Um, I remember he got dead antsy about it and he was like, We'll do it, but only if you know how to do it. And I'm thinking, How can they not know how to do it? You just go Devon get the tables, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's, there's not much to it. But apparently, you need to go one, two, Three and then there's like a pause, and then Devon get the tables when apparently he's like sick of people who, who do it wrong. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I remember finding, finding that quite funny. Uh,
0: well, you brought up the table. Uh, was there, would, did you and uh, and Archer and, and Vago have to draw a straw to to be put through the table? Because I've got a feeling you would have been kind of front I, of I the queue. Think, I think have... I think
1: that was kind of already decided before. I think they'd already decided Archer was going through it. Um, but he was like. He was the he was the main guy of the team. Like he was he was the one who he'd be he was the one he was the wrestle zone guy. Do you know what I mean? Mickey Vago um, had obviously I, th- I think that may have been like his second or third match. <laughs> like he he had not done very much up until this point, and then just you know what I mean lands in there with Devon Dudley. Fair play to him. Like I would not have done that well <laughs> if my third match was against Devon Dudley. Um, um, so, but yeah, the rest is on, Guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, of course, you're now undefeated. Uh, so in the run-up to Argy Anarchy 2016, uh, you, you had the the undefeated T-shirts, 1-0, and you were facing Carlito, the Hurricane, and Bull Dempsey, which is a little bit different. Uh, so that was pretty much, I think it was like three out of four of the of the special guests that year. Um so of course you a little bit more uh, experience. You know, in the ring for uh, three years. Uh, so was so, so like going, going in with with all those guys. I mean, carly Owen and Hurricane just turned up at the Rumble yeah. like, this year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, that, that was, it was again like WrestleZone Obviously, had a lot of confidence in me, Um I definitely appreciated that they that they had so much faith in me to be to be always always putting me in there with stars. You know what I mean? Legends. Um, so I, again, the, it's it's invaluable to be in there with people who have done so much and people who have been to the dance, you know what I mean? These guys have wrestled on the biggest stages that you can wrestle on. They've wrestled against some of the biggest stars in the world. You know what I mean? Hurricane's been in there with The Rock. Colleto's been in there with John Cena and stuff. Like, And that's not to mention all the stuff that they've done on their own, like in their own career, you know what I mean? Um, that like just, just getting to share a ring with them was, was brilliant. Um, I think I, I'd done I'd done a, a wee bit with Carlito, um, maybe I think it was at BCW before. Um, so I was kind of lucky going into that that he kind of I think I, I think I'd met him in Denmark as well. I definitely I'd met him a couple of times because he was kind of was aware of who I was, kind of thing. Um, so he was kind of like almost kind of gave me my place a little bit. Like you know what I mean? A lot of these a lot of Americans will kind of be like this is what's happening, this is what you're doing. Um, whereas Carlito was, was he he was good that way. Well. He was he was aware of who I was and definitely like sort of let let me get my stuff in, um, and then obviously I um I went on to do a bit more with Bill Dempsey down the line as well. So no, there was a lot a lot of good coming out of that match, um, lot of good lot of good experience. Obviously, um, just like like I keep saying, get getting to be in there with guys like that is brilliant. And um, what wasn't brilliant though was, however, over a thousand people. At the beach ballroom, chatting about um, I know I kind of swear, but I, I guess this isn't a swear. Um, chatting about my small penis, and um, so that that was um, that was heartbreaking. That was
0: <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, <laughs> I totally <laughs> the, um, forgot
1: the, the hurricane. The hurricane, I believe you said that I had a nugget penis, um, and I, that that was absolutely soul destroying. My whole family were there as well, so <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, uh, yeah, and then of course. Your, your your final match at this stage at Aberdeen Anarchy, um, I've got a feeling you may, been, you may have been scheduled for the year after, but uh, of course it was the Battle of the Big Men. Uh, you against former WWE Cruiserweight Champion Swoggle. Uh, so at this point, you're it, it came, was well, three years in a row, you're in quite high marquee matches. Um, I mean, the Luke King Sharp character has just made for WrestleZone anyway they're a big family friendly thing they love to chant uh so again a lot of this could be what was it like going into that match because you've had so many like incredible matches uh but what was it like going in with 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 swoggle here is quite he's quite an intense person in real life i know, definitely that's that was exactly what i was gonna
1: say like he like he like plans these spots where he's gonna like Running headbutt you in the nuts and like kick you in the shin and all the rest of it, but like the way he's talking is if he's like planning like Black Swan ballet or something, you know what I mean? Like this, like this, this art, you know what I mean? So he like, just, just, the, just the way, just the way he like carries himself and stuff. I mean, he's I, th- I, th- I thought he was like really, really sound. I thought he was a really good guy, but just like, where he'd be like hmm. Hmm. hmm hmm yes no hmm. All right, I'll hit but you in the balls. <laughs> just the way, it, like, to, just just the process that he obviously went through in his head to get to that outcome. Um, I, I'd lo- I'd love to to know the full process, um, but I, it was it was brilliant um, when he was calling. Like, I remember him saying, "I'll give you a German suplex," and I was like, "Will you?" <laughs> like, um, but fair play, man. Like, he 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 German suplexed me. Um, I remember as well, like, I. I'd, I can't remember exactly what, what, the, what the spot was, but I planned this big, like, sort of cut off spot for me to take over. Um, and he listened to it and he done that American thing where they go, hmm, hmm. And they do all these movements, which have nothing to do with what you've just said, but they go, hmm. And then he goes, why don't you just put your hand on my face and throw me down? <laughs> and I was like, all right. And sure enough, man, like, I put my hand over my face and just, boom, like, face, pal- like, face palm him. And I felt terrible, man, because he, he like, whoo, like rolled, you know what I mean? Um, I remember, like, when I speared him as well. I, like, obviously, I'm never in a position where I'm, like, bigger than someone in a match, you know what I mean? And I just, like, when I speared him, it just felt it felt like I, like, nailed him with it, you know what I mean? For, like, a split second, I was like, oh, I am Goldberg, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, but it was brilliant. It was a lot of fun. And... Um, it it was different as well. Just getting like getting to to see how he puts these kind of matches together. Um, good learning experience in terms of learning about. that a lot more focused on the entertainment side. Um, sort of TV wrestling, um, and it was brilliant. He was a brilliant guy. Um, I remember that I done I done quite well in merch that night. Um, and he came over, he came over to, to ask me how I'd done, and when I told him he'd done well, he was like, "Yeah, my man." You know what I mean? Like he was like so hyped for me that I'd done well, and I was yeah, I just, I just thought, he, I just thought he was a like, super sound guy. Uh,
0: so after that, uh, of course, then you became, then uh, as as my wife just regularly calls because she can't remember his name. Your big sexy pal, uh, Kyger, <laughs> arrived. She, she, every time she sees him, she goes, "That's loose big sexy pal, isn't it?" <laughs> Yes, it's Krieger. You can call him Krieger, you know. I <laughs> know, no, that's what i are calling him. Um, he arrived and you guys became the tag team champions. Uh, almost yes. out of nowhere. Because I think it was in a match. It was a triple threat because I was there. Of uh, course, yourselves rejected and the Kings of Catch. And of course, yep. I was rooting for the Kings of Catch. My um, apologies. But uh, so, yeah, you went on a run with the tag titles. I've got a feeling that the year after it was Grado and Santino. Team in, and yeah. it was against Kreiger and a partner. Were you in, originally? So involved? I was. I
1: was originally supposed to be in that match. Um, originally, it was gonna be um, myself and Krieger, um against yeah, Gredo and Santiro, um, and then obviously the, the the switches made that. I, I couldn't make it. Um, it was totally my own fault, um, and I, I was I was really looking forward to it. Um, and I did. I think I think they might have announced the match. With me in it, originally I don't know if it went that far, um, but basically I, I was I was going to be in New York um, on the on the day of the show. Um, I was I think I was flying to New York on the day of the show with um, with my with my fiance. Um, so I, I, it was just one of those ones that I could I couldn't afford to not go on the f- several <laughs> thousand pound holiday that I would just booked. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, there's 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 always there's always going to be other shows, and sometimes it's important to enjoy enjoy real life a bit. Oh, th-
0: absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, seeing you in that match would have been like again madness. Oh, um,
1: absolutely. Like it would it would have been brilliant to to be in there with, with Santino. Um, I've heard he's a really good coach. Um, and Decker Krieger's, um told me, you know what I mean, that he obviously had a really good experience with him, so there, there, there is part of me, um, that obviously, that wishes that I could have been there, but then at the same time, I, I had a brilliant time in, in New York, being like a tourist, so... Oh yeah, alright, so
0: I mean, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, if there's a wrestling show and I'm going to New York, I'm still going to go to New York. Um, yeah. but, you know, went over to America, was that the same time that uh, you wrestled
1: in Florida, was that kind of the same kind of so that, um, New York was about, that was, that was about a year after I wrestled in Florida, and um, I didn't do any wrestling in New York. Um, there was an offer from um, from CZW actually, um, where they were they were gonna try and fit me in, um, but I would have to go to Philadelphia. I would, I would have to get myself to Philadelphia um, from New York, and then if if they could fit me in, they would. And I was like. I can't really justify dragging my fiance across two states to go to a deathmatch show that I might not be on. <laughs> like, it, do you know what I mean? It just, it just, it just didn't make sense. Um, and again, there, there will always be another chance. I'll be back to America. Um, but I, I went to, I went to Florida, um, and again, I just went. I went there on on holiday. Um, I was, I was with my mum, my dad, and, um, and my wee brother, and we were just, do you know what I mean? Disneyland and Universal Studios and just doing all doing all the kind of tourist stuff and I was I was dead set at the time that I was gonna try and get some work. Um the the guy the guy that um I worked for on the first show um is a bit of bit of scumbag so I'm not I'm not gonna harp on him too much. Um but the guy that he put me in with was actually John Cruz, um, who people might know from AEW. Um, also this was as Serpentico as well. Um, so I, that, I mean that was brilliant. I, I had no idea what I was what I was showing up for. Um, Chris Silvio had kind of put me in touch with a couple of promoters and stuff. Um, and I't I, I, I didn't know who John Cruz was. Um, at the time he had worked for TNA and NXT previously and stuff but um, no, nothing you know what I mean sort of made that mainstream. Um, so I, I wasn't aware of who he was and I was blown out of the water. Um, it was incredible, like just just brilliant. Um, he actually he's the guy who used to do a lot of the mocap for the two K games. So, in I believe it's two K twenty or whatever, he's his mask is in is in the game as well because he done he done all the mocap stuff for them. Um, and again, I'd just done a lot of stuff on the sort of the Florida scene, um, so it, it was brilliant getting to getting to be in there with him. Um, when you can show up in America and wrestle a lot worse, you know what I mean? Like I, I could have showed that it could have been some barn dance kind of thing, you know what I mean? And um, but I was I was very lucky in getting to work with him. Um, and then my second match there was for I think at the time they were called Atomic Wrestling Entertainment, um, or they've changed the name a couple of times they've just signed a deal with Fight TV though I think they're ARW now um, but that was a really cool experience being an ECW fan because this was it was almost like wasn't an ECW reunion show but you know one of those American style promotions that have, that's like that's almost the kind of theme you know what I mean it's like a lot of ex-ECW guys or like kind of 90s late 90s guys um, and again I'm, I'm not really too sure what to expect and I show up um and there's Gangrel and the Sinister Minister and Wes Briscoe and just, just all, all these you know what I mean big stars, um and I was wrestling the promoter who I worked for um the the first time, um and I'd I'd thought to myself um the guy the guy who who I wrestled he'd done a bit for like uh Ring of Born and all these kind of places so I was like I could really stand out on this show instead of being like a hardcore guy, which is funny now, considering where my career went, um, I was like, instead of being like a hardcore guy, I'll, I'll go out and I'll do some like British tech, you know what I mean? I'll do I'll, I'll, I'll slow everything right down, you know what I mean? I'm going to map wrestle um, and they'll never have seen in before. It'll be like when Benoit and, and Dean Malenko wrestled at, at ECW, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, they'll, they'll be begging, please come back, you know what I mean? It'll be brilliant. Um, and I planned as well that I was going to come out to Earth, Wind & Fire, September, and I was in my hotel room before it, and I'd planned out every movement that I was going to make, walking down to the ring to a song. I'd listened to it a million times. Um, and they played Boogie Wonderland instead, so right away I was thrown off, totally thrown off. You know what I mean? Didn't know what to do, so I was like, I'll just make a, a baby face entrance, and I'm like, COME ON! Like, for your firecracker entrance to Boogie Wonderland. <laughs> um, and all these, like, you know what I mean, like, Southern Americans are like, who is this guy, man? Um, try to start a USA chant because I <laughs> like, um So I go in and I I, start, I I locked up and I started doing a bit of hey, 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 whoa, all this, British tech. Um, and I just remember the big, he was like, he could not have been any more of like a stereotypical hillbilly. Like he's got big, you know, big fat dude, took hat on, he's got his flannel vest, the, the works, you know what I mean? And I'm in the middle of probably holding sort of a cravat or something, you know what I mean? And I just remember turning around, and looking at him, and he just goes, "What the f is this?" <laughs> my heart just sank, man. Like I was like, "Oh, they are not buying it." And I just, I just grabbed him, threw him at the ring, went dive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tanked myself at the ring, the ring. Managed to break my ribs. Um, I so overall the second match was a wee bit of a disaster, but it was good fun. <laughs>
0: So is that just your mantra now? I mean, they they, they always they always say take your gear. It's it's always just a wee corner of of your suitcase. Now it's just your gear. Uh, How how does your fiance think of that? It's just like I just want to go on holiday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I think she's kind of kind of became used to it because anytime she suggests a holiday, then she'll be like, oh, what, like. um... Maybe a wee a wee weekend in Benidorm would be nice. Like, now, but I don't I don't think there's any promotions there. <laughs> 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 like if I if I'm going on holiday, you know what I mean. I'm making sure that I'm doing some sort of wrestling about it. But like some people think that's daft, you know what I mean. But and I know it might it's it's not the coolest thing to see in indie wrestling anymore. But I like wrestling. <laughs> I think wrestling's dead good. You know what I mean. So like if I'm going on holiday, and I'm going to enjoy myself. Of course, I want to wrestle because I enjoy myself when I wrestle.
0: Uh, well, I, I'm not in the same boat, of course, because I'm, the, I'm the actually doing wrestling. But every time uh, my, my wife goes, oh, I'd really, I want to take you to Edinburgh because I think you'll really enjoy it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Discovery when are Discovery <laughs> on? They do afternoon shows. It's fine. We'll still do something in the evening. When's Discovery? <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I absolutely understand that. We were going down to London. Um, my first scroll through is, when's Progress on. So it's. <laughs> Never works out that way. She she she's quite cunning in f- picking dates where uh, there's no wrestling on. I don't know if she's doing the same check as I am. Um, <laughs> so we'll go to Discovery because again, because I've got so much to to so much stuff to work through. Because like I say, you, you love your wrestling, so <laughs> you're wrestling as much as you can. Discovery, your, your stuff in Discovery though. I mean, it started as uh, Joe Hendry's adoptive son for a yeah. bit which ended up being in a four-way match, including the Young Bucks. Um, yep. So when you're speaking about Horn's logo doing his, his artistic uh, putting together of a match, I've heard Young Bucks are kind of the same, except they kind of do the moves at the time when they're putting together matches. Like, they oh, we'll do this, and then we'll do that, and then we'll do the, the flippy thing. I, and-
1: I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember the, the name of the move. Was, we just say, would just say the Meltzer driver for talking sake? Like I remember we we're planning a match and I can't remember which one says it. Say Nick, Nick goes, well, will we, do will we do the Meltzer driver? And Matt goes, uh, how many t-shirts have we sold? And they went and checked and they'd sold a few and they were like, oh yeah, we'll do the Meltzer driver. They deserve the Meltzer driver. <laughs> like, I love that that's like, that's how they, they, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that that seemed to be how they planned their match. Like. I mean, if they're not buying it and they ain't getting nothing, you know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, fair play. Fair play. That's, that, was, that seemed to be their way of doing things. Um, but that that was another one where, like, I'd wrestled once for Discovery before this um, in, like, a Fatal 4-way match or something. Um, and then they're like, oh, now you're in a tag team with Joe Hendry and you're wrestling the Young Bucks. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's definitely, definitely a bit surprised. Um... But it was, I think I was one of the matches that people really took notice of me. Um, I think more or less everything that I'd been doing previously was very sort of heavily comedy based. Um, Whereas that was a bit more of a chance for me to go and get down a bit, do a bit of wrestling. Um, There was of course as well um, the gorilla press, double gorilla press, but... um, so that picture's on, they'll be on, like looking sharp socials somewhere if anybody wants to see it but so basically they got me like a leg and a wing above the head and they gave me like, it was like a running lawn dart girl press kind of deal so rather than just throwing me straight, they pushed my legs up as they fr- threw me so, I, so I'm flipping as I'm going through the air and I think they thought I was maybe going to flip once but they obviously underestimated how light I was at the time because it was it was I don't know if it was a seven twenty or a nine eighty or whatever. basically I went <laughs> um clear over the top at everyone. They're all standing doing the that that, that wrestling thing where they're all going. You know what I mean? Um and I just went right over the top of everyone's head and just I remember Dave Conrad, like an NBA player, jumped up there. I don't think he could ever jump that high again if he tried, and just like grabbed one of my legs um and managed to catch that and then I just face planted because I went past everybody, past all of the gym mats and just face first onto the like the the, the gym hall floor. <laughs>
0: Just, just just, lying there wishing you were in a steel cage in Denmark again. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely,
1: you know what I mean? I would have took that a hundred times.
0: Uh, and then, you, Well, your, your team with Joe Hendry, went pretty well, considering I'm assuming next would be one of your dream matches, because you are against Pedro oh, yeah. and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, so how how many questions about ECW did you ask Tommy Dreamer that particular day?
1: Uh, Mate, Tommy Dreamer broke my heart within about two seconds of meeting him, man. I remember I, I, I went in. He was backstage, and you know, I I'm so buzzing, man. Be telling everybody that I'm, I'm going to be wrestling Tommy do my FCW and all this. I had all this stuff planned in my head that I was going to do. Um, I, I was watching all this. I had all these quips that I was going to use. I was going to see you know, Beulah McGillis slutty and all this kind of stuff. And I was going to, you know what I mean? I was going to use all the lines. Um, and I I went, I'm like, how you doing? I'm Chris. It's a pleasure to meet you. We're going to be working together tonight. And he just looked at me and went, You're a wrestler. I was just heartbroken. <laughs> um but sure he, he was alright. Um it, we got we got to planning the match at some point. Um it, I can't remember what it is. Whatever something happens, um and we we go we go to the outside. Um and then he goes, and then you know what time it is. And I'm just sort of like I, I don't i don't know what time it is Tom <laughs> I mean? like I, I, don't, I don't know what that means and he just i swear to god and he goes ecfw baby <laughs> so that that was uh, that that was what time it was it was ecw time for us to go out and do a bit of do a bit of madness on the outside um i remember i got decked before that match as well i remember there was this there's this big big heavy dude in the front row um yeah i don't know if he was with his daughter or his girlfriend who whoever, family member, whoever he's with, like, like, this, this woman anyway. Um, and she's wearing a Gradle hat. So, like, I grabbed the Gradle hat and flung it away. And this big jab of the Hutt dude's sitting there and he's like, he could not have moved this fast in his life again if he tried. But I don't know how he did it, but he did. And he just went, boom, right out of his seat and just, like, laid me out, man. Like, but this is during my entrance, you know what I mean? And I'm like, sparked. this fan has, like, sparked me out. Um, I just remember Joe grabbing me and, like, throwing me over his shoulder and, like, I'm, like, furious, but also, like, half-sparked out, like, <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: How dare
1: you! <laughs> um, so, I mean, I never got off to the best start, but I couldn't have been happier with the with, with, with the way it turned out. Um, and then I almost started, it seemed like I was starting to go on a wee bit of a theme rest and ECW, guys, with, with Tommy Dreamer and um, um Devon Dudley as well, so I was very, very lucky.
0: Um, yeah, I think I think that's one one of my favourite finishes I saw. At Discovery. I think I don't know if Grey would start chasing you, and somehow you end up coming through in a, a fire escape, and he was up at the top of the balcony. And I don't know how it happened, but I just <laughs> used to remember it. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, we'll stick with Discovery because they started a. Um, well, no, they did a bit of uh, of, of stuff um, with Michael Chase. Um, being pals with Michael Chase. I, can't, yeah. I don't know the timeline I've got here. I think it's Michael Chase stuff next. Um, so that was teaming up with uh, Lisa Marie Varon, of course, Victoria, another yeah. that just turned up at the Royal Rumble. Uh, again, I think one of these guys would get me signed. You um, know what I mean? <laughs> honestly, I mean, I, I think you're exactly what, what, what these companies need, because I've said it in previous podcasts, I, I enjoy the product NXT UK, but they're missing a character they've got that. great wrestlers that are missing a character and that's that's where you would easily uh, jump oh, in there so so again uh, I'm assuming Victoria is really nice I, was, I think yeah, she wrestled yeah. at WWE ECW so I don't know if that counts here, <laughs> here.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put her on now <laughs> um, no, that, 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 was, that was that was a lot of fun as well I really enjoyed the stuff with Michael Chase um, he was just so I don't think I don't think he realised how funny he was. Like, obviously, I was very over-the-top and very animated and stuff, but I think he was the funniest thing about it. Like, his sort of deadpan reactions to it all, and, like, a lot of the time as well, like, it wasn't what he was... I don't think it was ever intentional from him. I think he just genuinely didn't really know how to react to some of the stuff that I was doing to him. Um, And I I was... I was getting a kick out of that, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was definitely enjoying keeping him on his toes. Um, but no, I had, I had a lot of fun. Um, and then, obviously, it leading to, to getting to, to tag with, with Victoria was brilliant. Um, I, again, Discovery is like, is one of these places, much, like, like similar stuff that I said to wrestlers, like, they've put a lot of faith in me um, and had a lot of trust in me, but me on my some, some big names and gave me some big matches, so... I've I've, de- I've definitely been lucky, and I'm definitely grateful that they they took a chance on me at such such an early age. Because I've, I think I think being in these big matches with these big imports like definitely gave me a leg up. there was there was uh, there was a lot of people coming through at the time that I came through it, um, and I think it was certainly one of the things that made me stand out was. You could see sort of several matches where I was I was in with, with big stars. So even if you didn't want to watch my match um but you wanted to watch Carlito or you wanted to watch D Dudley or whoever, you were gonna see me as well because you know what I mean I was part of that. So it was it was it was definitely good for me.
0: Uh I mean absolutely. I mean just before that, of course you you had a brief spell as uh Lewis Sharp, uh also. So but we'll we'll move on from that. Uh so but what what are your you did quite a lot of online stuff, of course. Being a big character, that's that's uh part of the part and parcel. And you you started I think it was due to you being in what Culture Pro Wrestling, but you started a little mini feud with uh, Simon Miller.
1: And so that, that that was after what Culture. Um that was quite a bit after What Culture I think actually. I can't remember exactly how it came about. Um I just I just like Simon Miller's videos, you know what I mean. Um, me and one of my mates would watch him quite often together, um, and this this was like way. I think I didn't think he was covering wrestling at the time when we'd started watching him. Like he was just covering like video games and like that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, like I, I was just sort of a fan of his, um, and I seen that he was obviously getting into wrestling and stuff. Um, and I seen how some people are reacting to it, you know what I mean? I'd heard, like, I'd be at shows and stuff um, and people would be, you know what I mean, making comments about it or just, just people just being better for the sake of being better, you know what I mean, the way wrestling is. Um, and then I was like, well, I could do something with that. you know what I mean? Um, and I got in touch with him, um, told him who I was. Um, and basically said, how about I start giving you abuse online until someone books us? <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, and sure enough, like I, I, do you know what I mean? I was just I just started hurling abuse at him, um, and I didn't I didn't believe a word of any of this this stuff I was saying. You know what I mean? It was funny because I was getting I was getting abuse <laughs> back um, from his swarm of fans. Um, do you know what I mean? Like giving me all this stick when really I was on her side you know what i mean like i i believed one hundred percent that he should have been in wrestling that he did have a place in wrestling um but obviously the the whole the whole thing was I was telling him he didn't belong here and that he had never worked for it and then and all the rest of it was it, in reality I'd seen right from the second that he got in to wrestling that there's that, the, that he's gonna be a draw you know what i mean that's gonna be it would be good for me to work with this guy. Um, I'll enjoy working with this guy, obviously because I'm a fan of his, and it will be good for him as well because, like, granted, he might be a big name um, on the sort of within like the internet wrestling community, um, but when he's when he's in when he's in the wrestling ring, it doesn't matter how many YouTube videos he's made. You know, he, he's he's still green. You know what I mean? So it would be good for him to to get into some of the promotions that I work at and maybe, you know what I mean, get in the ring with myself to an extent as well. Um, So it was a win-win situation for us both. Um, And I had a lot of fun doing it as well. Like, I had a lot of fun trolling his fans and stuff. And I like getting, I think that's the main two reasons that I've always been in comedy wrestling and deathmatch wrestling is because I like getting genuine reactions out of people. Um, I think it's very easy to make someone cheer or boo. It's, like, almost like a programmed reaction at a wrestling show. Someone comes out and they go, come on, guys, and you cheer. Or you go, they come out and say, is this your hero? And you boo them, you know what I mean? Like, um, but it's, like, deathmatch wrestling, comedy wrestling, that sort of stuff um, gets, uh, gets a genuine reaction. Um, and I felt like I was getting that from his fans. I felt like they were genuinely getting riled up. Um and I remember as well, he was doing, like, a live thing on YouTube. And it was, like, I remember I, I paid, like, three pounds or whatever so that my comment would be like highlighted in the feed um, and I was like giving him abuse on his own video and everything else and it was just it was just a lot of fun. Um and then obviously when, when the match came about um that again he, he he done well um and I think he sort of I think there was, there was I, I don't think I know there was a lot of people doubting him. Um and I think he I think he silenced that. Um I think there was a lot of people doubting doubting the whole the whole feud, the the, the whole series, um, and again, I, I think I think we, I think we entertained people, um, and I think we we done a good thing that not a lot of people were doing at the time. People weren't really trying to blur the lines between, like uh, everyone, everyone, everyone knows, everyone knows the game there. You know what I mean? Um, and no one really tries to to keep kayfabe, so it was just it was just something a bit different, something that he'd obviously never done before, something I'd never done before. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it's far from finished. you know what I mean? We, we've got a lot more still to go with that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and the thing with, with uh, yourself doing these videos and, and that, you're not afraid to to, to look stupid. Um, oh, no, absolutely. absolutely. No, one, one of my favourite videos, I was looking for it when, because we'll speak about Five Star, uh, one, one of my favourite videos I saw disappeared was when you got into an argument with a child over a sign. And I yeah. don't know how it <laughs> happened, but I think
1: you grabbed the sign, threw it down, and then walked and fell over it. You see that that one was legit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that I was that funny that I could have thought of that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um but yeah, like I threw the sign down. It was like a, it was Christmas time and it was a Santa sign. Um so you know what I mean, me being a big despicable despicable heel threw down the Santa sign. I tried to just jump on it, um, but it was like a like a high school gym kind of floor, you know what I mean. It wasn't a high school gym, but it was that that kind of floor. Um, and when I've jumped on the on the poster, it's just slid out from underneath. <laughs> so you know what I mean. I done like the big ice skating live. It was like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that. Was, it made for it made for a good video and it made people laugh.
0: Uh I, I was I was looking for it when I was when I I found the video of 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 you at five star. I thought I need to put that side by side just for. For my own enjoyment at the end of it. <laughs> um, right, so we'll get to five star in a second. So the other other matches you've had, you were against Kuma in Discovery, which is a little bit different. Uh, King of Cru- King of Cruisers, of course, 2017. You're in the ring with, with Drew Parker, um, who's went on to do a lot of, of your, your death match kind of style. Yeah. Uh, also, um, you defeated Stevie Xavier twice in 2015, which is not bad. Considering.
1: Absolutely, Steve, Stevie's a, an incredible wrestler. Like, I'd, I'd say Stevie's my favorite person to wrestle between Stevie, Stevie, and Grado. That's the problem. My, my two favorite people to wrestle, and
0: uh, of course, you can wrestle Lucha DS with your with your
1: eyes shut. Uh, yeah, Lucha <laughs> would be one of my favorite people to wrestle, but I've wrestled them so much that I hate wrestling Lucha. <laughs> uh, no, Lucha, Lucha would be Lucha would would be in that 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 as well. I love they love wrestling Lucha.
0: Um, I, was, I thought it'd be a shame I wouldn't uh, mention Lucha at all because, yeah, <laughs> you guys seem to have. Well, I'm doing results and that it's, it's always seems to be right. Okay, it's Lucha. I against Lou, of course. That's, that's it's it just is.
1: like it's just it's like we've become like numb to each other now, you know what I mean? Like, we just we just know it, w- again. I suppose it's a good thing because even though. We know we've wrestled each other a million times. We know we've done these spots a million times. And then the sort of fans that are a bit more clued up, like yourself, you know that this has happened a million times. But if it's in some primary school, these kids have never seen it before. Um, these parents and teachers and janitors, they, 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 they've never seen it before. Um, and all they're going to see it as, they're not going to see it as that match that's happened. That happens every time there's a family wrestling show in the Glasgow area. Um, they're just going to see it as a really crisp wrestling match, which is what it always is because because we do know each other so well. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, absolutely. It's also it's like it's it's safe as well. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. Know, you know that that uh, I've got a match with Lucha tonight. You know that right? This is what I'm doing. I'm yeah. going to have a nice easy night, and uh, I'll I'll hopefully sell some shirts on, on the way as well, and then it's all good. Um, right. We'll speak about five star then because it seems to have, have hit a resurgence right now on the interweb. I don't know if it's because because uh, uh, Matthew is is uh, doing a little documentary about it. Um, but uh, you, I put up the video of course of you running into the door on the first night of the TV show. Uh, but before then, you were on the tour, and yeah. you had to cut match one that was Magnus and Demo, so you're against. NWA heavyweight
1: champion now,
0: and Killian Dean. Yeah, seems a bit of an odd choice for for five star. It was it was was booked
1: like I I think it must have been booked like an hour before the doors (laughs) open. Like all that was basically, uh, and I've actually I've actually spoke with Matthew um, for this documentary, so I I will I will go into. Um, a bit more detail on each of these kind of things on, on that. Um, but basically, the the tour was originally supposed to be myself and Rockstar Spud as a tag team for the first two days. Um, and then on the third night, uh, at the end of the, the second match, we would have split and then wrestled on the on the third night. Um, so obviously, I was heartbroken that um, that I, I never got to do that match uh, or the matches because um, he had pulled out not, not long um, before, like it was quite last minute and hadn't sort of pulled in from it because he was on a lot of the promotional material as well um, so I don't know if he was maybe maybe done this to try and make it up to me but it was like oh, um, we're going to do a spot with you and Ray Mysterio and AJ Styles Yes, i that right um, down
0: afterwards
1: <laughs> so, so obviously I came out um, I came out dressed so i a black vest which had like the crown duct taped onto it. Like I'd made it, we made a crown with duct tape and then a duct taped six one nine, um, and like another crown or something on a pair of just like old Nike joggers. Sad, um, and like the one of those like Ray Mysterio masks that you would get at the merch table, like one of those fake masks. Um, so like I'm 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 in this get up because at this point, I'll, they haven't even told me that I'm going to be wrestling later. You know what I mean? I'm just this is all I know that I'm doing. Um, and Rey Mysterio shows up at the venue, and I'm assuming obviously that he knows that this spot's going to be happening. Um, and I'm standing there, dressed as Rey Mysterio, <laughs> um, and walked up. And was like, "How, how, how you doing, man? I'm Chris. We're, we're going to be we're going to be wrestling tonight." And he had no idea as to why I was standing there dressed as him. <laughs> no one had told him about any of these spots. Um, and to be honest, I don't think he was very happy about it either. Um and again, I'm sixteen or seventeen at this time. Um, so he's like, right, come with me, and like furiously marched me over to like AJ Styles, and then they they were like gone back and forth. I can't even remember what they were saying because I was just so you know what I mean, worked up and nervous because they, they weren't happy, they didn't want to do it. <laughs> um and then they they they're like, right, you come you come with us. And it, do you know what I mean? Drag me into this lift, and I'll never forget just standing in this lift. It felt like I was in this lift for about half an hour. which just, do you know what I mean? Remy Sirio and AJ Styles, both of them pure furious. I'm like, oh, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and it, like Dan, the promoter, had to like argue with them for the spot to like go ahead and stuff. So, like, you know what I mean? And, Nerves could could not have been higher. You know what I mean? Like, going a spot with two wrestling legends who have made it clear that they do not want to be doing this spot. <laughs> um, and then finding out probably about five minutes <laughs> before that, um, before I went out for that spot, that I was going to be wrestling Demo and Magnus in a handicap match. <laughs> and I think that the only reason that match happened was because I was there, Magnus was there, Demo was there, and he didn't have a clue what he was doing with either the three of us. <laughs> so...
0: Oh, I can't wait. I mean, since, since Matthew has announced it, I mean, this, this will go out publicly about uh, a month, in a month's time, but um, I'm so buzzing for that because just the, the whole five-star thing was just, it, it sounds incredible. I don't know if that's in any way a good thing, but it just sounds incredible. I mean, uh, to note, every,
1: to everyone's, everyone's like, I, I do get people that ask me about five-star a lot and I think a lot of people expect me to like bury it, but, I got paid every week, you know what I mean. Technically, I made more money than Rey Mysterio because he didn't get paid. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? um, but I mean, I got I got paid every week. I was on TV with what was essentially the SmackDown 2006 roster, like that I'd grown up watching. You know what I mean? Um, like I, I I hated my job in the tax office. I was working for HMRC at the time, um, and like I literally walked into my job and obviously not knowing at the time that it was only going to last a few weeks, but just the fact that I got to do that, like, I just got I got to walk into, like, my real job and be, like, I quit because I'm a wrestler now, you know what I mean? Like, I quit and I'm going to be on TV, you know what I mean? Um That was cool. And do you know what? It it might have only lasted a few, uh, a, not even a few months, a, a couple of months, if that, but it was a brilliant couple of months for me. I loved it. Like... You know what I mean? My granny got to watch me on TV. Well, that's amazing. That was, worth it. that was worth it for that, So,
0: I mean, the selling point for me was, was of course, well, again, much like we said near the start, the selling point for me is I could watch on TV and I can get my wife to watch it. And I had to sell it to her, saying that it was yourself, Jack Jester, uh, and, of course, your big sexy pal was going to be on the show. So I thought, right, they're on the show. You're going to want to watch it, too. And, unfortunately, your only appearances were... were uh, uh, backstage bits and I think he got flung about by uh, Tor Art, Art
1: yeah. Um, it, but yeah <laughs> be, I was very much against that whole idea like I, I didn't really want to do it I wanted because I, I didn't I didn't think it was only going to last a couple of months but I didn't think it was going to last forever um, I don't think I think everyone knew it wasn't going to last forever um so I was like the short amount of time that we might have on TV, I want to spend it wrestling, I want to be in my gear I want I want people to see what I do, you know what I mean um and the guy who was like sort of head at the head of the faction at the time um was very much wanting to stick to that sort of more backstage element and stuff um. So it was just a case that I was like, I, I just gotta try and make the most of it, because um, I was like, if, I, if I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna be in the ring, and I'm not gonna be wrestling. I still want to show what I, what I can do, um, which is why I obviously like drop kicking the door and stuff. Like, obviously it's funny and like, but I wanted I just wanted I wanted to be as I was like, if I'm gonna be backstage, and I'm not gonna be wrestling. I'm gonna be as physical as I can be. In each of these segments, you know what I mean. So like, when the security come and like chase us off, you know what I mean. I'm like kicking and screaming, and then, like dragging me out the front door because I wanted, I wanted to, to use my time on TV to, to show who looking sharp is instead of just, you know what I mean, Cut, cutting funny promos, which would have been, you know what I mean. I, I, I was like, my it was we could do a funny promo backstage, and it'll be funny this week, and then next week, no one's going to remember it. You know what I mean? Was like I, I, wanted to to be physically in there doing something. Um, we were scheduled. Obviously, the plan wasn't for us just to do that forever. We were supposed to wrestle on the Manchester show, which was the one that that was when it got cancelled. So, um, it went Belfast. Belfast was the last five star show. Um, and then there was um, Manchester the week after, which was supposed to be um pure dead brilliant. Against Dave Mastiff and someone else, I can't remember who it was. Whoever it was, he was tagging with at that at that uh, point.
0: Big Grizzly, I think it was.
1: He was. That was it. That's exactly who it was. It was Dave Mastiff and Big Grizzly, um, for the Manchester show, and then obviously that never went ahead. So I was gutted that after drop kicking doors and being so physical backstage that I never got to actually get physical in the ring. Um, but overall, it was still a good experience. Like. I got to I got to work live TV. Um, I got to share a locker room with big big stars. Um, got these same big stars, and um, obviously watching me doing my thing and stuff and giving me advice and sort of feedback on that kind of thing. Um, and just obviously it was brilliant in t- in terms of like networking. You know what I mean? There's a difference between networking and politics, and you know what I mean. Like just like getting to to meet these kind of stars and stuff and um, it's, just, it's just it's just good for you you know what i mean like one day if i'm in america or if i'm you know what i mean traveling abroad or whatever there's some people that i can i could now message them and say or oh, do you do you think you could maybe you know what i mean speak to someone for me or could you point me in the right direction of of somewhere that i could try and get work and stuff so just everything uh, about five star was good for me um other than Quitting my job when I, I probably shouldn't have, um, but even at that, I felt like a gangster. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was worth it.
0: So, so yeah. So we won't labour the point too much. But you're kind of loggerheads. One one side, one half of it wanted to um, just pick up the paycheck and just do as little physical as possible. Where you're, you're 18, wanting just to just to wrestle, uh, which is, yeah. Is- I, don't,
1: I I don't I don't know if it was necessarily like just wanting to pick up the paycheck. Um, I think he just like. Had this big like long term thing planned in his head, um, which to me wasn't going to be viable because we weren't going to be on TV long enough for it to have a payoff. You know what I mean? And um, which turned out to be to be right.
0: So, but I, I will say, like my two main highlights from Five Star um, was yourself in the door, of course, which I've mentioned and shared too many times now, uh, and of course, uh, Kreiger getting a crowd to chant for his grant.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um but I wish I'd fought of that, man. <laughs> I wish I'd thought of that. Um but I fair play and shout out to Crager's to granny as well. Um but I that was that was one of the good things about it as well. So getting to be on T V with Dick, getting to you know what I mean, share that sort of experience with one of my pals. Like that that that's brilliant, you know what I mean? Get getting to getting to do that with somebody that you care about and you know what I mean, somebody that you you've got a relationship with, as opposed to just some somebody that you just work with. You know what I mean? Was was cool.
0: Um, I mean, of course, we, we can't not speak about Krieger. Uh He's well, you've you've teamed and won tag titles with him in quite a number of places now. Uh, so how did the the team of yourself and Craiger whatever it's called, pure dead brilliant, proper mental whatever it, it's
1: I don't know if you've actually ever had an official team name the two years we've we've had like 16 team names <laughs> we change it constantly um we've been pure mental we were at one point we were proper mental x which came about because I met a promoter messaged me and asked what a tag team name was and I said proper mental but I put a kiss at the end of the message <laughs> and he says proper mental x question mark and I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper mental ex. <laughs> like, just, just because you know what I mean. Really, just just to pop myself, um, and then sure enough, like the poster was, it was like a big picture of a viper, um, a Piper Nevin. um, and then like the, the only other people on the poster were and Kryger, and it was like also oh, featuring proper mental X. And I was like, the fact that it's not, it's not. I'm expecting this just to be on a match graphic. It was on the poster, you know what I mean, for the the the, the event poster, you know what I mean, um. But we were just kind of flung together as a tag team. Um, There was a lot of sort of makeshift tag teams that were getting used at the time. Um, And to be honest, I think the only reason we really got put together was because we both had pink gear. Like, do you know what I mean? We just had similar gear, kind of similar characters, I guess. Kryger hadn't really became Scudmaster Sexy quite yet. Um, But similar-ish characters, more, I guess we were more just both quite loud, you know what I mean. Quite brash. That um, I we were just kind of thrown together, but it just kind of had natural chemistry as well. Um, so there, there was there wasn't much behind it in terms of us getting put together. But once once it had happened, we we both realised that it was something that we could we could run with. Um, and deck was. Like he was, he was, he was green at the time. You know, I remember him? I spoke about it a lot of times. I remember him. He was wearing his knee pads, like these old knee pads, on the outside of his tights. And I was like, "You need to change." You know, what I, mean? I was like, "You are not going out with me looking like some mad pikey wrestler." <laughs> like it's not happening. Um, and then sure enough, he did change, and his knees looked a lot more professional from 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 that point on. <laughs>
0: I mean you beat well, I think it was Grado and Kenny Williams you beat for the titles uh, and then yeah. held them for like 960 days or something like that um so so do you guys have a, a friendship beforehand or does that kind of just grow with you guys being not, a team? Not,
1: not 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 really like we 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 spoke and stuff and we wrestled each other a couple of times in like multi man matches and different tag matches and stuff um it's just we just didn't really talk, you know. what I mean, like he came from the Edgware school and I was at the Bar Head school and stuff, so we just hadn't really crossed each other's paths that much. Um, and then obviously me and Dick have a really similar sense of humour, um, which I think played about a big sort of a big part in the the stuff that um, we we ended up doing. Um, obviously, we eventually we started doing like the sexy dance and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, just I, it's 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 been brilliant tagging with Dick. I remember um, the sexy dance came about because if you ever if you've ever seen the film Night of the Roxbury where they Vogue like in the car at the start, um, I was try- basically I was trying to learn how to Vogue and I couldn't do it, so I come up with a sexy dance instead. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I have not seen that film, but yeah, the, the team like you say, you're saying you're you're both loud, and I don't know whether. Yourself or or, or Craig or just putting on, but you, you come out just so confident. And whether it's uh an act, whether you're just uh, not <laughs> underneath, but it, it's just so it's like ludicrously confident when you come out in your pink gear and your uh, sexy dancing. And uh, the again, it's the again the exception of your mother's favorite wrestler, the grinding and and all that kind of stuff. It's just
1: I, th- I think I think I think like. A lot of it is just us trying to pop each other, do you know what I mean? And I've always said, and I say this when I'm training people and stuff as well, is that having a good time is infectious. Um, And if you're enjoying yourself, and even, even even from a heel, like I think that was one of the things that helped me a lot when I was younger and starting was that people people wanted to boo me because obviously they knew that that's what you were supposed to do to the bad guy, but they wanted to get involved, they wanted to react to me because they knew I was having such a good time and they wanted to be part of it, you know what I mean? Um, and I think a lot of the stuff with me and Krieger is very similar, like, I'm trying to make him laugh and he's trying to make me laugh, you know what I mean? And we're both laughing, we're both having a good time, we're both enjoying ourselves, and it, it's infectious, People want people want to be part of it, then you know what I mean? People then want to see the sexy dance, and they want to see the spot where my head gets stuck up his ass and all the rest of it. And we'd always think like, we still do. Obviously, we've got a bit more serious these days, but like we would always be like thinking of these like ridiculous comedy spots and stuff. And like I said, like me, me getting my head stuck up his ass and all that kind of stuff. Like just because we're just we're just trying to have a good time. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I do know that if, if we're going to have a good time, people are going to have one with us.
0: I mean, I'm just I'm just remembering back when you won the tag titles at WrestleZone. I I fell victim to 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 yourself throwing yourself on me. So <laughs> I, yeah, I I know I know it's like it's just like it, it it always seems like you you guys are making each other laugh to the point where it's making the regular fans just annoyed. It's like no no you're the bad guys. Why are you joining yourself? You should be. <laughs> You shouldn't be enjoying I, yourself. You
1: should get beaten up. <laughs> see, like the the whole like getting like people involved, like yourself and your girlfriend as well, like I think that's something that not a lot of people do. Um and I think it's something that a lot of people a lot of people should be trying to do. Um and that's creating moments. That's what wrestling's about. It's creating memories and creating moments. Like it doesn't it doesn't really matter if you had a five star match, you know what I mean? You can go out and have a two star match but make everyone remember you because of because of some interaction. You know what I mean? Um you can have a brilliant match and people won't remember it next week. You know what I mean? Because somebody else had a, a better match or somebody else had a match that was just as good and now their match is the talk of the time. You know what I mean? But um but I bet you and your girlfriend didn't ever really do you know what I mean you, you didn't stop talking about that time I came out and you know it what it I mean? Pointed pointed or, or, eh? or, or, like people remember, like when I come out and I grinded on them. Or remember, remember that time that wrestler come out and he grinded on mum. I remember that time he squared up to dad. Do you know what I mean? Like it creates memories for people and it creates moments. And you know what I mean. Even if they might not remember any of the matches, but they'll remember me because of what I've done. I've gave. I made them part of the show for a, a moment or two. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Um, and it, it's good. It's good to do. It.
0: I'm in total agreement with you. That that's it's coming from from a long time watching. Yeah, wrestling's about moments. I can tell you. Um, that's why when I find doing reviews the next day when I'm watching shows live, I find them difficult because I don't I don't remember the wrestling. I remember the the, the emotional points. Yeah. So I yeah. I could I watched a match that was maybe had five wrestling moves in total, but because yeah. they had such a story coming into it, and then they built. It was almost Panto, but it was like they built a story within that ten minutes. I was fully invested for one yeah. move and then that was it. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean re- wrestling is easy when when you think <laughs> about it. It's just it's just doing Wrestling it.
1: wrestling's a lot a lot simpler than people make it.
0: Absolutely. Um, so we've got Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, of course, yeah you're Globe Troy. Uh, you're over in China with your with your uh little brother, Rob Sharp. Uh and you caused a riot. If I remember
1: <laughs> yeah. if I remember rightly at the time. Yeah. Uh, how'd that go? <laughs> um so obviously China's um what I call when I, I call it the, the LKS dojo, I call it an emerging market. Um so it's, it's new to wrestling, you know what I mean? They have not really they've not really seen it before. There has been promotions there before, but China's such a big country that if the if if there was a promotion in Beijing that doesn't mean it and then Shanghai. You know what I mean? It's it's China's a huge country, um. So a lot of these people have never ever seen wrestling before, and they think that it's real. Like they they don't they don't realise that it's obviously it's a work. Um. So it was really cool in that sense because to me, it felt totally unique in the sense of like it was like going back in time to like. Wrestling in the seventies, you know what I mean, like like Puerto Rico or something, wherever where people don't realise that it's a work and everyone legit hates you. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I want I want to get legit reactions, genuine genuine emotion from people, genuine responses, and that's what you were getting every single time. You know what I mean? Um, but they were like, basically, they'd thought it was real, and it it wasn't it like we'd done like anything like super controversial or anything. Um, the the boys that we were feuding with, um, they they beat us, and then I jumped them with a the chair, um, started beating on them with a the chair, and I turned around and it was just a big Chinese dude. You just like, do you know what I mean? Swinging for me, you know what I mean. And I moved, and I just I felt was fist like, do you know what I mean? Like the hairs on his arms grazing my nose, you know what I mean? Like if he he's a big dude, man. Like if he'd hit me, I'd have been out, you know what I mean? Um, and there wasn't like, there wasn't any barriers. They just put like um, like bunting. Like round, round the, round the side, um, and then sure enough, I turned round, and there was a, <laughs> I swear to God, there's a, there's a, another Chinese guy, and he's like mid air, <laughs> like, you know, as if he just jumped like, ah! <laughs> you know what I mean? he was like mad air, and one of security like grabbed him and like caught him, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, he sort of grabbed them, um, and the rest of the security came and like grabbed me and Rob and like get backstage, get backstage, you know what I mean? Took us away, um. So we were just kind of laughing about all love it. Do you know what I mean? Imagine he caught me and arrested. We didn't really think there was anything much more to it than what had happened, like at, at ringside. Um, because it, it doesn't look like a big thing either. You know what I mean? Even when you watch it back and stuff, like you can see the guy, but it, you, do you know what I mean? it just doesn't look like much. Um, so I take my gear off and whatever, and there was like a little shop beneath the beneath the venue. So I was gonna go out for a smoke, go to the shop, whatever. Um, and the booker's like, no, 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 no. Do you know what I mean? Like, stop making at the door. And I'm like, get out of here, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I need a fag. <laughs> Let me out. Um, and he's like, no, 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 no. Too dangerous, too dangerous. People are outside and they're waiting for you. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he was like, there's people outside. You can't go out yet. Yeah. So this is at halftime, and we were on like, maybe second match or something. Um... So I was like, like, China, you can smoke indoors and stuff anyway. And like, so I was like, whatever, you know what I mean? I just went backstage. um, And later on, like, the show's finished, do you know what I mean? And it, all of us are changed and we only live, like, at the like at the venue and our, our apartment was on, like, more or less the same street. Um, so we didn't have far to go. So we were, we were all getting ready to walk home and they're like, no, you, you can't, you guys can't leave, like, because they're all still out there. Like waiting on you kind of thing, um, and yeah, people was basically uh, had thought that we were these like big evil Westerners who'd come in to disrespect the Chinese and whatever else. And um, yeah, there was an angry mob waiting outside for us. They 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 really kicked off. That's
0: uh, so when you're there, or 20, and you caused a riot in. <laughs> In one of the biggest countries in the world, <laughs> that is insane. That that's yeah. So so I mean, it was just about how did you get into to OWE? Is because I think they had a partnership with uh, EW for a What second I don't know whether. It's yeah, still.
1: yeah. And uh, the the whole like I don't think I've ever spoken about it publicly before, but when I left for OWE, like I was i thought i was gone you know what i mean like i thought like you know what i mean me and and my, my fiance both um well I, I got engaged when i went to china she wasn't my fiance yet but we both quit our jobs like we moved both of us moved to china you know what i mean where well, I, I was living in china um and that's because the guy who had sort of arranged this stuff with owe like he, he sort of got in touch with me no, sorry, I got in touch with him. I just I, I just had him on Facebook. He was just a random guy. And he was like, oh, if there's any wrestlers looking to go to China, then get in touch. Um, and obviously I was like, I'll, I'll go to China. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, he was like, oh, it's this company, OWE, and they're tied in with AEW and all the rest of it. And the way he had sold it to me was as if I was going to, like, developmental for AEW. Um, so he, and so that's the impression that Rob was under as well. Um and that like it was tell- they told us that when when you got off your flight in China there's gonna be people waiting for you with cameras and you know what I mean, people taking pictures of you and everything, it's gonna be this big press thing and it's this this huge deal and everything else and you know what I mean, these are these are gonna we basically gene it up that we are gonna be these huge, huge stars um out in China. And how am I to know any different, you know what I mean? I, like, I've never been in China, so I, I just, I'm just buying all of this. Um, and then we got off the plane, you know, like so your, your translator will be there, so a translator is going to be there presumably, and amongst this sea of media and all these people that are all waiting to see us. Obviously there was no one there, and our translator did not speak a lick of English. <laughs> um, so and we, we we showed up, um our first night we showed up to our flat Um, you've got me started on OW so you're like be ready this 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 might to be a two-part on this <laughs> like, we, we showed up um in our first night in our new flat there was human feces and <laughs> in the clothes <laughs> like oh, like full on. like that way you know that way you can tell uh, like I don't know I don't know I don't, I, don't I, I can't I can't specify the differences but you can tell when it was a dog and you can tell when it was a person. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Like Yeah. laughs> someone, somebody had dropped their kegs in the close, man. Um, so obviously, it was nowhere near as glamorous as um, as I thought it was going to be. Um, but it was a, a brilliant learning experience. Um, it was brilliant getting to to be on 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 TV. Um, obviously, I did I did think there was going to be a lot more of a connection to EW. Obviously, I did do my best to try and make some sort of connection between myself and AEW when the Women's Battle Royale came up. Um, the Women's Casino Battle Royale. I was running spots in the living room with my fiance's high heels on um, and <laughs> running an old international spot and a pair of heels, which I'm sorry, right? But as talented as the AEW roster are, and they can do some truly spectacular stuff that I've never, ever seen before and that nobody's ever, ever seen before. But I challenge any member of that roster, bar the women, to do as well in a pair of high heels as I do. Because I, I am better in high heels and I'm proud to tell you. <laughs>
0: I mean, we add, add it to the CV, we've got the, we've got the dojo. So, so one uh, one yeah. seminar could be wrestling and heels. Never exactly,
1: know. exactly. Never rolled an ankle or nothing.
0: <laughs> that, that actually brings us perfectly into the, the LKS dojo. Uh, but before I do that, there, you've had a fair few tag teams over the years. Yeah. Uh, we, of course, with Kreger, uh Also GTA with Donny T. Uh had Toll Family as well, with Saqib and and Crystal. Uh, and I think as a Scotland's sharpest tag team as well, which I didn't write down uh, with Lucy Cole. So is just tag wrestling something that you just enjoy uh, or do you prefer singles?
1: I think it's something that I'm good at. Um, I definitely enjoy it because in a singles match, you can't tag out when you're gassed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I like it's not. It's not something that I specifically was. Like, oh, I'm going to get at tag wrestling. It was more something that I just sort of found myself in. Um, and again, just like I was. All I was in a million different tag teams my entire career. I was always, you know what I mean, in with with someone at sort of various promotions. You know what I mean. Um, so when it came time to do, obviously, Mean Cry Guys like a career tag team. Um, that was obvious obviously i had a lot of experience in, in it before and it definitely was it was a big sort of leg up um in terms of like tag psychology and that kind of thing. Like I was already sort of very aware of that. A lot of tag teams would need to kind of find that with each other. Whereas I think me and Dick had like a natural chemistry and I was already kinda of, I'd already been working a lot of tag wrestle up until that point. Um, whereas now it's like totally turned. Deck is like an amazing, amazing tag psychologist, and like I'm learning things from him. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't anything that set out to do, but I'm, I'm glad where I landed.
0: Uh, and, and from that, of course, all that experience. Uh, you, you said when you, you had that match uh, with Nitro Green at, at Dance. That's you think that was your first night as the Blood Tourist. Um, so is this just the the next evolution? What you kind of wanted to do, being the ECW fan, uh, yeah, would like, be the death I match guy. I think
1: comedy wrestling was was very much similar to what I was saying about tag wrestling. It was just something, it was something that I was good at, and something that I found myself doing a lot. Um, but wasn't necessarily what I'd set out to do. Um, just obviously being a smaller guy and stuff, and being a bit of a loudmouth, like people naturally took to the, the sort of comedy aspect of doing it and stuff. But there was always, always, always it was that part of me that wanted to be doing hardcore wrestling. Because um, it's always what I like. Not necessarily deathmatch wrestling so much. I mean, I'll, I absolutely will, will do it. You know what I mean? Um, no problem at all with that. But, like, kind of brawling. More was what I was into that kind of like uh, I guess like Steve Austin would be your example of someone like that you know what I mean like New Jack you know what I mean just kind of wild you know what I mean a bit of madness um, that's always what I was into and I always wanted to do that and I think even when I was doing the comedy stuff there was always I would always try and plan a spot where I would spill into the crowd and everything else and that's when I was really enjoying myself you know what I mean that's when I was doing what I really wanted to be doing um, and then later on I was like I just kind of felt like I was like, I've established myself as looking sharp. I've, you know what I mean. I've shown that I know what I'm doing. Um, I think for a long time I was too scared to to change it because I was like, oh no, I've 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 done I've done this for so long, and this that's what people want. And I was like, I think people were confident enough in Chris Forbes that as as a as a performer that I can that I can change the looking King Sharp character and people will still be invested in it. Um, and obviously, Denmark were the, were, the, were the first to kind of let me do it. I was, I was trying to do it over here. Um, I was trying for a long time. I was trying to convince people to let me do it and people just weren't having it, you know what I mean? They didn't, didn't see why I wanted to be doing that. Um, I think a lot of promoters and stuff didn't want to, they were like... All right. Well, if you're gonna do that, can you still be other looking sharp for me? And I was kind of like, well, no. You know what I mean? Like this is what I'm doing now. Um, and if I do that for you, then everyone will just ask me to keep doing the same thing, and I'll never get to evolve. I'll never be able to change with the times. So eventually, I'll just become stagnant. Um. So no one over here was really for letting me do it. Um. And then obviously DPW let me let me go go a bit wild. Um, CCW started letting me go wild, and then eventually ICW gave me the death match with Crowbar, and I think um, I guess I silenced a lot of would be critics. Um, with that match, I think a lot of people sort of doubted me. Um, and I don't I don't blame them. Like when you think death match wrestling, you think these big guys. You know what I mean? You think Zandig and Matt Tremont and guys like that. You know what I mean? Big bigger heavier guys. Um, so I don't really fit that bill. I don't. I don't look like that, but I think I. I and I used the the crowbar match to show that. Um, that's exactly why I can stand out in the sort of death match scene because I'm not. I'm not one of the. I'm not a bigger guy. I'm not a heavy guy. You know what I mean? I am, um, but I'm willing to go just as wild, if not wilder, than anybody else, in that in that circle. Absolutely. I mean, it also fits. I mean, when
0: you're doing the 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 Original looking sharp character of course you'd have that moment where you'd have your temper tantrum and then you'd become that wild uh wide-eyed uh just like scrappy do kind of thing uh so it, it's not unreasonable to think you could do i mean spike dudley probably yeah. being the best example of of kind of what uh uh deathmatch wrestler it's not there. was it not the size of the I can't remember the, the phrase. Uh, it's, it's not the size of the fight in the dog; it's the size of the dog in the fight. way round size of the, yeah. not the size of the dog in the fight, it's size of the fight in the dog. Um, so it's it's always worked. The the little guy, the smaller guy, trying to uh, brawl his way through the, the bigger guy. So I don't know why it, it took so long for folk over here to embrace it. I mean, the first time I saw you do that character here outside of ICW uh, would have been a uh, fair say. I did, a, I did a couple of matches there where you were just you just came in. I think it was against Jason Reed. You came in, just battered him, yeah. and then left. And <laughs> uh, I, I think, because I, I was trying to review it, and I, I thought I've got no moves written down here because you literally came in, scrapped him, and then pinned him, and then just left. But uh, <laughs> I still loved it. I don't know how nothing, nothing happened. Yeah,
1: and do business <laughs> leave. You exactly. Know I,
0: mean. I think it was like not even five minutes, and it was. It was just <laughs> incredible. Um, so you brought all that experience. Now during lockdown, you've opened up the the LKS dojo. Uh, yeah. Why? Why did you start the LKS dojo?
1: Like, I I had no intentions of doing this. You know what I mean? Like, I had no plans of doing this at all. Like, I just after. Um, the recent sort of changes with the training schools in Scotland, um, there was a big group of guys who were sort of wondering where, where to go. Um, I feel like they, they just sort of left, kind of drifting. Um, so I basically, I'd seen a lot of wrestling schools and stuff, were giving their students, um, like online seminars and these kind of things, um. Obviously, during lockdown, where they can't be physically training, and I was just like, "Well, that's a shame for these guys because they 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 don't have a training school that can offer them that now," um, and they're just kind of left to just they they don't they don't have any wrestling until, you know, wrestling physically kicks off again, um, and until then, they might just be left to to fall out of love with the business, um. So I was like, I want to, I want to keep these people interested. Do you know what I mean? Because I want to let them know that there is still, like, there's still people out there. Do you know what I mean? That are here to help them. You know what I mean? We're here to, to make you better and help you progress, and um, or that are, we're willing to. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I contacted a big group of them, um, and I was like, right, okay, I'll do, um, I'll do an online class. Um, no, sorry, they they asked for an online class. Um, and asked if anyone would do it, and I said I would do it. So I was like, I'll do it for you, um, I'll do it for free. Um, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, th- I'll think I'll think. of something. Um, and I reached out to the Danes as well, because I've, I've got a big hand in sort of coaching those guys at, um, at Copenhagen Championship Wrestling. Um, so I posted on that group, and I was like, oh, how are you doing? I'm doing a, um, I'm doing a class for some of the, the local guys in my area. Um, if anyone wants to join they can kind of thing and originally it was just like a little group chat on messenger um and then i eventually someone people were asking you know can can, can we add someone else into this like well, one, of, one of my friends wants to join kind of thing do, do you mind and you know Cause you're doing it for free and whatever else i was like yeah it's free i don't mind anything. if someone can get use out of it they might as well um and then i clicked on it. i was like oh there's like was like 30 people in this group chat, and I was like, it's, You know what I mean? It's taking off all right. And I was like, I was getting so many messages on this group chat because of so many people. I was like, I'll make this a, a group, like a Facebook group, as opposed to a chat, just purely just to avoid the the constant dinging of my phone. Um, it started off had like 30 members, like obviously the people that came across from the chat, um, and then it went out. Very quickly, like I told people, just invite people. You know what I mean. Anyone who wants to join can join. It's open to anyone. It very quickly went up to fifty. Um I remember going in and like saying to my mom and stuff and be like, oh, I got like I got fifty people on my on my group now. You know what I mean? There's people, people taking interest. And by the time I had told them that it went up to fifty, it had already went up to eighty. You know what I mean? And um, we had, you know, the people from like nine countries or something there's the, like genuinely the students from all all over the world Um originally obviously there was always a plan to bring in guests um as any school would but i felt like i felt almost hypocritical because i always teach um at seminars and stuff i always say anything i tell you um it's just my opinion it's just how i do things it's just you know it's just my thoughts and um, but don't just take my opinion, go and hear someone else's because you know what I mean, they might they might they might put it better than I do. You know what I mean? They might tell you something that I can't, they might tell you something I don't know. Um and that you should learn from, from everyone. One of the one of the one of the to, to drop a name, it was it was Finn Balor that told me it. And he says every single time either class or match, seminar, whatever with, with somebody, they give you a piece. Of their jigsaw puzzle, right? So every time you wrestle match, you get your piece, and it's up to you to decide which pieces you want to keep and which pieces you want to throw away. But all the pieces that you keep, you put them. You take everybody's wee piece and you put them all together, and you make your own big picture from all of these different influences. Um, and I've, I always tell people that, and it's something that's always stuck with me. So I thought, well, I want to give these guys a chance to get as many different pieces as possible. Because there's no point in me giving them a hundred pieces because they're all gonna look the same. They're all gonna look similar. Whereas I, I can, if I can give them a hundred different completely different pieces, it's a hundred different completely different pieces of, of knowledge. It's a hundred completely different aspects on wrestling, completely different mindsets and ways of thinking. Like the first two class uh, sorry, the first three, there was um, there's Krager coming up. Selena De la DeLarenta from MLW and um Big Buffa as well for, um, who um I lived with in China. He's done a lot um, out in Japan for the likes of like Zero One and stuff. Um but that's just Kriger, Selena and Buffa, that's fleet three, three different scenes altogether. You know what I mean? You got Kriger on the UK scene, you got Selena on the the US scene under a contract on television, and then you got Buffa working on all over Asia and Japan and China, Southeast Asia and stuff like doing a lot. So it's it's three completely different ways of looking at things. And I think that's the best way of learning. Um, I had no intention of, like, really you know, making making a big thing out of it. But then when I realised that so many people were interested and so many people were into it and I had so many people investing in me as well, just thanking me and say, you know, what I mean, thanks for starting the group and stuff, because it's going to give them it's gonna give them something to to focus on. It's gonna keep them thinking about wrestling, keep their minds active and stuff. And you know, when 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 I realised that it was such a good thing, I was like, well, then why not? You know what I mean? No one else is no one else is really doing it, um, and it will benefit me as well. Like I'll be I'll be at each of these classes. You know what I mean? Like I'm the I'm probably the the only guy who's guaranteed to be at every single one of these seminars. So as much as it's my name on the the Facebook group, like. I'm still gonna be learning, you know what I mean. I'm not like the coach. I will be a coach. Um, I'll I'll take seminars from time to time. But to be honest, like I'll take a seminar when when I if you know if I if I'm struggling to find a guest because I would rather give you someone else's point of view. You know what I mean, and give you. I'll give you. I'll give you my own point of view when I feel like it's needed. If I feel like I've got something that I that I need to tell you, I'll come in. I'll message you. I'll watch one of your matches. I'll I'll, I'll speak to you on the group. Um, whereas in terms of just listening to someone, listen to different people. You know what I mean? Don't just listen to me, or you're just gonna. if you only listen to me, you can only learn as much as I know. You know what I mean? If you listen to everyone, you can learn more. You can you can know more than anyone in theory. Um, I think I guess I guess my, my sort of role on the on the group is just. Generally, trying to sort of motivate them, help out how I can. Um, again, not so much, not so much a coach kind of thing. Like, um, like I made a, I made a post on the group um, about dealing with anxiety um, before. You know, like if you if you if you dealing with some if you're feeling some anxiety before your match kind of thing, um, or dealing with failure. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe you have had, you've been on a run of bad matches. You've not been doing too great. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you've just lost some work or something. You know what I mean? How to cope with that and how to deal with that. Um, so just sort of the more emotional effects it will have on yourself. Um, and just try to maybe just say, and I'm not speaking to anyone in particular, I'm just making posts on this, on this group for everyone to see. Um, and just, just try to help out how I can. Um, I'll post if, um, if there's any promoters and stuff that I talk to or that are in the group themselves and that kind of thing, and they are willing to take some resumes or look at some footage or whatever from people on the group. Or if I just see a promotion that happens to be looking for new talent, then I'll link everyone on the group to that to that page. You know what I mean? I taught them all how to um, make their own wrestling CV and what should be on it. And teaching them a wee bit about reaching out to, to promoters and how to find work on your own and all that kind of thing um, and I guess it's just a, a larger scale version of what, I've, what I was doing in Denmark because um, if everybody's better and everybody's doing better it's only going to benefit the, the the business overall um, I think a lot of people have got it in their mindset that indie wrestling isn't coming back from this and that indie wrestling isn't that like post, uh, post-COVID-19 indie wrestling's Gonna be kind of finished, and I very much want to prove that wrong. Like, and if I can help anyone on the scene, whatever way I can, then I want to. Then I want to do that, and I want to help people get to that kind of next level. Like, I got a lot of people who message me, and they say, "How, how, how did you get Denmark? How did you get China? How did you the, all these these different things?" I got it because I because I because I asked. You know what I mean? Like, how come I'm not getting Denmark? How come I'm not going to Europe? Have you asked? Have like. Because they're not just going to come to you, you know what I mean. The Germans, they don't they don't care about Scottish wrestling. They're watching WWE the same way we are. You know what I mean? Like just because you know, you you got some buzz in, in in Scotland doesn't mean people in Germany and Denmark and various other places are are going to know who you are. So it's a case that you got you got to you got to reach out and and do it yourself. And I want to I want to do what I can to to help people put their best foot forward when they are reaching out. Um, I want to help people realise that wrestling is not just the UK, the US, Mexico and Japan. There is an entire world full of wrestling. I want people to discover new scenes. You know what I mean? I want people in Denmark and stuff as well. I I want them to, to have contacts over here. You know what I mean? I want the people over here to have contacts in Denmark. I want people to be able to network as well as get better. You know what I mean? I just... I don't know. I just, I just, I guess I just generally what help out if I can.
0: I mean, well, seven years, seven, eight years. You've built up this, this network of, of contacts all over the world, um, from from Chris Silvio and and to and to to China. Uh, it was a, a pipe dream that sold to you. It was still experience going to China and the possibility, the opportunity to go to AEW, possibly. Um, I mean, and you want to leave leave the the wrestling scene better than you came into it, I suppose, because 2013, yeah. it, it, the boom was, what, 2015, I would say? Yeah, um,
1: yeah, give a take.
0: Yeah, and then it, it, it's hit a dip again, but um, for one, I mean, obviously COVID being the big reason why it's hit that dip, because there's very little places that can or, uh, or should be running at this stage, and it's definitely in the UK, nobody should really be running in the UK, um, but it's just it's one of those things. But, yeah, I mean, from our very brief chats after shows and even just the odd Facebook message, Twitter message, uh, it's very clear that, that you're just just passionate about wrestling. So the fact that you're Absolutely. able to kind of just circumvent it into a group that you're able to um, give other people opportunities. Because I know uh, Pro2 have have uh, sent Kurt Johansson, who you spoke to for an interview, who we've spoke to several times now as well, um, to to your seminars to to take CVs to. Uh, oh, yeah, Kurt, Kurt
1: was cut was already attending. Like, um, so he was he was he was already attending the classes and stuff. Um, and then Pro Two have, um, have obviously gave him that kind of that kind of role within the company and the fact that he's already on the group. It's great to. To have some eyes on the on the group as well, um, and there is, there is a lot of promoters and stuff in there as well. There's off the top of my head, I think there's five Scottish promoters on there. Um, there's at least two Danish promoters um, as well as just you know there's I've lost track of the guys on there. It used to be that I knew everyone that was on the group. Now I, now I don't know a lot of the, the people that are on there. Um, but again, the classes are open to anyone, and it's just uh, it's just a service that's there if if you want to use it. Can kind of I?
0: Absolutely. I, th- I think I, I'm in that group somehow. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> in the group. So I'm hoping to, to try, because if, if, I've got that many podcasts coming up, I'm trying to, to find an evening where I'm totally free because, you know, real life and all that to try and jump into one of these seminars. I'm really Absolutely. keen to try and get into that Craigor one. So I'm going to see what my what my schedule that day is. Because, uh, again, like you've been saying, uh, Craigor has one of those minds as well and he's, he's become this tag team genius. Uh, Absolutely, and
1: I, th- I think the classes like it's not just for wrestlers. Like, I, I, I had a lot of fans reaching out to me and stuff, and it was like, oh, they, they wanted to to come to the to to the seminars and stuff, and it was like, people, I, I, it's for people who are involved in wrestling, but that that doesn't just mean wrestlers. So, like, we got announcers on there, we got referees we've got wrestlers managers obviously there's um, yourself and Kurt who host like podcasts and that kind of thing um and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a service and a facility for everybody you know what I mean it's gonna be it's gonna it's not just gonna be for for wrestlers obviously we've got Selena direna coming in um who's um she has, she has she has a wrestler as well but I'd say her sort of main role would be the executive producer. Um, for for MLW, um, that like someone who works in that kind of role is a benefit to to anyone involved in wrestling because, obviously, she she can tell you exactly what these these big companies are looking for, and if you're not in a sort of wrestling or performance role, and um, so just for like yourself, for example, and um, if you're like a content creator, she's a, a, again she's a great person to listen to because. She's an executive the executive producer for you know a, a internationally broadcast television programme. So in terms of creating content, she knows she knows what she's talking about, you know what I mean. Um and I definitely do plan to get um like more announcers and referees and that kind of thing on taking classes as well as wrestlers down the line because like I said, um it's it's for everybody.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh five pro wrestling asylums is the other one that they seem to be bringing in. Uh, the guests as well. So, between yourselves and, and them, I think they had, they had they had David Wilson recently. And I suppose, yeah. from a fan perspective, they looked at it and go, Why would I have a photographer do this? But then you need to remember David's been watching wrestling in the UK since, well, before oh, yeah, most of us. Absolutely. And it's got the experience of uh, photogenic moments and stuff that people need to remember and moments. And like we're saying, moments is what yeah, you need remember. Absolutely. Because uh, I think there was uh, maybe Ian Skinner. I think his one of his when we were speaking to him, well, I was speaking to him. He, he was saying that he doesn't remember what happened in the first match he saw, but if there was a photo that David put up of of a dive into the crowd and he was in the background of that picture, getting dived on, and it's like that's that's your moment. you'll Yeah, never absolutely, forget
1: that. absolutely. Uh,
0: so outside of of that, you also uh, you're recently announced as being one of the trainers that respect as yeah. well. Um, like it's, it's, I say, I, I will keep going back to it, but it's just unbelievable at 23 how much experience you've you've got, how much of a network you've got. And now that I think if, if anyone else went into it and went, right, I'm 23, I'm going to do a, an online seminar. This is my network, this is my dojo kind of thing. They'd go, why? You're too young. Yeah. And then we look through your CV. I mean, I only intended to write half a page of notes for this kind of thing. And then <laughs> when I was going through your matches, I was like, no, I have to speak about this. No, I have to speak <laughs> about this. Oh, no, I need to speak about this as well. It's just, it's unbelievable. And uh, it's, it's now a family business as well, of course, because uh, I didn't write it down, uh, If your relation, but uh, is your cousin? Owen Jax. Former, former oh, Owen Jacks. Jimmy Pierce now. he's uh, Jimmy Pierce, Pierce yes. Changed his
1: name. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, so did, did you kind of... Dra- drag him in, or did he uh, show an interest in wrestling? Did you have any yeah, involvement?
1: Yeah, he was. He, he, he was always into it. Um, like even when we were kids and stuff, you know what I mean. Like we would like play with like the, the like uh, wrestling action figures and stuff together. And um, yeah, he, he was. He was always into it. Um, and then I lied about his age to get him into training. <laughs> um, it wasn't until like years later. That they they realised that James is actually three years younger than he's supposed to be, <laughs> like, um, or like however young he was. Um, I know he was too young anyway. Um, because I vividly remember lying about his age. <laughs> um, but yeah, he got he, he was younger than I was when I started, so he must have been about ten or eleven or something. <laughs> like, um, and yeah, he was just he was. I'm sure what won't mind me saying it now when he was, when, when James started, or um Joe Pierce started, he was he was a heavy wee boy. Um he reminded me uh Penfold for Ranger Mouse. Um who's he's each of the and all that. Um but he's he's fair come on. Um I've always done my best to, to try and get him about and stuff where where I can, um, without making things obviously too easy for him and you know what I mean, giving him a sort of unfair advantage. But I um, i have obviously—I've got him out of, done a bit of training with me in Denmark and stuff. Um, you know, worked a couple of matches with me down south and stuff. Um, and he's really, really came on, and he's in cracking, cracking shape now. Um, better, better shape than me, um, which is not hard, but, <laughs> but, he's, um, but he's, he's, he's in good, good shape now. Um, and yeah, I do, I do, I do think he's one to watch. Um, I've seen. Seen a lot of lot of sort of younger talent getting getting a lot of big chances on ICW and stuff. Not seen him on there yet, um, which is something that I'll certainly be be hoping to see um, in the, in the future because I think he I think he's definitely ready. Um, I think the term under underrated gets um, gets throw, thrown about a lot, um, but I definitely I definitely think he's he's underrated. Um, yeah, I think if he took a wee while finding himself. You know what I mean. I Think for for a long time he was just looking sharp in different gear, <laughs> um, but he's definitely he's definitely committed his own now, um, and I definitely think he's going to be one to watch when when things get back to
0: that. Yeah, I do remember from the Rock and Wrestle shows when, when he was part of the the upstarts as well, Logan Smith. But let's speak about the WWE network then. So all this, this humongous CV that you've got, you've done live TV with Five Star, um, you you've done. I think, o- I think OWE were on Fight at some point, Fight Network. They were um, on
1: Fight and they were, they were on Chinese national TV as well, so that was pretty cool.
0: So so you, you've had a few eyes on you now, and now, as of what, October last year, you're now on the WWE Network. So, how? what were your thoughts when you were told that, that the shows you are recording, um, obviously when, when uh, safety precautions were in place, uh, they were going to be on the WWE Network?
1: see, I had a kind of weird experience of it because I knew that we were going on the network before anybody else, and I had to keep quiet about it for like six months, which was really, really hard. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. Like, I, I guess he's uh, maybe just just hoping for the best, hoping that I've maybe been signed and not told him. Um, but my uncle, who runs advocating wrestling, so shout out to them, give him a, uh, a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Um, he just messaged me while, while I was in China and just sent me a screenshot of, you know, like on on the network it says like moments and you can like jump to moment kind of thing. Um, And it was this moment, uh, looking sharp, confronts Krieger um, before before a match or whatever. Um, It was a promo where I'm asking him to spank me with a bum bag. Um, Yes. So (laughs) he sent me a screenshot and then like of that on the network but this was before ICW was on the network, before ICW and all that had all been announced to even be going on the network. And I was like, nah, that, that's not right. That's that's weird. And I was like, what happens when you click it? And he was like, well, it just, it goes to, it's like a dead link kind of thing. Um, but it is there. So I sent it to, to Scott from ICW and I was like, tell me what is going on. <laughs> you know, like, why am I on the network? <laughs> like, um, And sure enough, they'd actually, they, they were using... Just that promo is like, um, I guess, just to test like the footage.
0: Of all um, the ones to use. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs>
1: of, of, like, of, all, of, of all of the stuff from ICW, Progress, Evolve, that was, for whatever reason, they decided to use um, a promo of me getting my bum bag, my, my mask tanned with a bum bag um, as the tester footage. Um, so it was, it was really, really hard to, to keep quiet about it, especially when it took so long to come to fruition like, to, to actually come good, Um because for it, I started to doubt it, and I was like, well, maybe it's not happening anymore, and I'm like, I should just upload that screenshot so people know, you know what I mean, like, um, but, but yeah, it, it was hard to keep quiet about it, but when it when it finally came good, like, you they talk, you talk about it, like, a dream come true, you know what I mean, like, I, like, everything about it was, like, blowing me away, do you know what I mean? Like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on the WWE Network app, look, you can search my name, I have a suggested search, do you know what I mean? Like Just all like these tiny, tiny, wee things, you know what I mean, that, like, just blew my mind, like, everybody, anybody, anybody tells you they don't want to be involved with WWE or don't want to work with WWE in some aspect, or if at least haven't, you know, thought about it and had that dream, you know what I mean, is lying. Like, I don't care how cool you are on the internet, you know what I mean? I don't care how many display pictures you've set to a picture of Kota Bushy. Like, everybody, everybody. if you get into the business, the, the dream is to, do you know what I mean? To, to If you get into any, any industry, the dream is to perform on the biggest stage that you can. You know what I mean? You get into football, you're like, oh, I can't wait to grow up and play for Greenock Morton. You know what I mean? No, you want to play for Man U. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what being on the WWE Network is, it's getting to do what I love to do on the biggest possible scale, in front of the, the biggest audience that I possibly can. It's, it's, a, it's the wrestling equivalent of Netflix, essentially. Like, and I don't know, I guess it would be the same for an actor to score a, to score a big film on Netflix, to be on a film on, or, a, or a series, I guess a series would be more appropriate. Um, to get a role in a series that's going to be on Netflix, as an actor, you'd be thinking, well, this is brilliant because it opens me up to, to so many different different people, do you know what I mean? A lot of people say, especially when talking about wrestling, um, they talk about it in terms of how many households it can be viewed in. I remember when, when AEW got the, the deal with ITV, everyone was talking about it. it was so big because ITV is available in X amount of households, you know what I mean? Um, and when previously, if you wanted to see me, what I'd done on ICW, you had to subscribe to the ICW network, whereas opposed to now, whereas you can see me on the WWE network, there's a lot more people going to be seeing that, and it's it's going to be available in a lot more households.
0: Uh, I was saying to Emily Hayden, just which blew her mind was, because uh, she's her first match was like I guess was thirty people in the crowd or something like that, and her most recent match was potentially in front of a million people on the WWE network, and. Because they signed up to Peacock, they're on the same network as so you're technically will be if if they put on the ISW stuff, you'll be on the same network as the office.
1: You see that is like that that's brilliant, you know what I mean? Like I'm sitting I'm sitting at my little brother's computers right now, you know what I mean? He's got all the office pops like lined up in front of me, you know what I mean? And like just to to think that I'll be on the same network as, as such a a huge show, you know what I mean? Like it's wrestling is a bit exposure, you know what I mean? You can be the best wrestler in the world, but it doesn't matter if no one who you are, you know what I mean? Um, I've seen that firsthand with a lot of European wrestlers and stuff. Brilliant, fantastic, no one has a clue who they are, you know what I mean? Um, and being on the WWE Network has just given me as much a chance as possible to to let people know who I am and what I do and what I'm all about.
0: Absolutely, I mean... Uh, well, as a seven years you've went from yeah, your first promo in, a, in a, what's looked like a classroom to being on WWE Network. You've travelled the world literally uh, in, in wrestling. You faced some of the biggest names past, present and future uh, in wrestling. So, I mean, if there's any lesson that anyone could take from this, this podcast, this over two hour long podcast is that, that you've got to hustle. And it's absolutely, have done.
1: Absolutely. Like, I'm five foot four. When I started it, I was eight and a half stone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't belong here. You know what I mean? Like, on paper, I shouldn't have done any of the stuff that I have done. But I've got the biggest brass neck in the world, and I'll know I know how to use it. Um, the worst, if if there's any sort of young wrestlers that are listening to us, um, first half join the dojo, um, and then second half just. The worst end they can ever tell you is no. You know what I mean? I I reach out to a hundred promoters a week, and you know how many get back to me? None. You know what I mean? I'll be lucky if I get one reply, and then that one reply will be a no. You know what I mean? But you just you just got you just got to keep at it, keep grinding. Like some people would spend two hours on Grand Theft Auto online to grind up. The level on their character, but wouldn't spend two hours sending out wrestling CVs. Well, when you're sending out wrestling CVs, that's essentially what you're doing, you're grinding up your character so you can get more work and level up, you know what I mean, and get better. Um But ask it what they can say is no, and if they do, ask them again in six months and they might see you. <laughs>
0: Uh, so the outside of wrestling, we've got some, we do have some questions that I'll, I'll, I'll get to, and then we'll do the social media stuff at the end. But at the moment, I'm noticing your, your Instagram's filled of uh, retro wrestling video games. Yeah, yeah. So is that is that between seemingly doing everything? So uh, <laughs> I think. Well, actually, before I do that, it, it, you're due to be in Italian Wrestling Associations Nations Cup as well, representing Scotland. Yeah. So. Again, was that just just again one of your CVs went out
1: and it came back. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly That is exactly what happened. They put up said they're looking for wrestlers, um, for the Nations Cup, and I sent them a CV. I was lucky. Um, I think what had maybe gave me an upper hand was I'd wrestled their champion and one of their other wrestlers, um, in Denmark only only a few months ago or a few months before um before quarantine, um or lockdown. Sorry. Um, so that, that certainly certainly helped out there, um, and yeah, that that's all there really was to it. I brass necked it, and I got it. Right, so that's fine. I
0: think that's all my wrestling content on. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, video game collecting is it's just is that that's been your pastime outside of sending CVs? Uh, yeah, like
1: I've always I've always been like big big into games, um, not not just wrestling games, but just just games in general. Um, and when I was young, uh, I really liked um, James Rolfe who the angry video game nerd. So obviously he had this like huge um, Nintendo video game collection um, and it really made me want to get into it. So I collected, I started collecting retro consoles, so um, it started off, my mum gave me her old Super Nintendo, which has now turned into, I think I've got just about, I've got every Nintendo console with, barring the Virtual Boy, um and I, I I genuinely I can't I, there's maybe one or two sort of home consoles that I'm missing now. And um, I've always been big into collecting, but my my thing now, um, is I'm trying to collect every wrestling game ever released. Um, and I'm I'm genuinely like I, I'm not far off, <laughs> man. Like the I, the main ones I was missing were some Japanese ones, and once I realised the only reason I hadn't picked these games up before, um, was because obviously I didn't think I could play them, but then I found out that you could use these converters and stuff. Um, so when I realised that you could do that, I just I must have spent about 150 quid just on buying a million different converters so that I'd access to all these games. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's been brilliant. Like I, I never realised that we were like so robbed with some of these like Japanese-only releases, especially like the. Um, the New Japan games, like the New Japan games on N64 are brilliant um, and I think my favourite one that I've played more recently, like I'd, I would already kind of had most of the, the wrestling games that were released in the West, but um, the ones that I was missing were the Japanese ones, so these are the ones I've been picking up, and um, the FMW game, there's an FMW game for the, the Super Famicom which is essentially Street Fighter Onita edition, and it is incredible like uh, like when the, the the sort of ring out you know when you you'd fight them with the side of the stage just fall off it's like if they fall into like the the exploding barbed wire and all that kind of stuff it's like a proper old school retro fighting game so that's really cool if anybody wants to to check that out another one as well i've been playing actually was um heroes del ring which was the triple a game which is essentially the if you remember the tna game which oh, is I I I loved it. A lot. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, it's essentially it's the TNA game with dives, and it, it's brilliant to check that out if any of these um looking for that looking for a new game to play. Um, but yeah, I just I just started I started posting it on Instagram and stuff. Um, I posted like a couple of pictures. Um, and I was like, these are getting more likes than any of my wrestling stuff. You know what I mean. So I've been carving my face up and all this mad stuff for like a year now. All I had to do was post a picture of Hotel Mario, you know what I mean? <laughs> like um but I realized oh, I realized that um that people liked it. Um and so I just I just kept it up, you know what I mean? I've always been saying that I want to start a channel and I want to uh, review these games and I think I'll be getting my own place for me and my fiance soon. And, and I think once I got my own place and got my own sort of space set up for it, I think. Down the line, I definitely, 100%, will start a, a gaming channel, and I will play all of these wrestling games. You know what I mean? So I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, a channel where uh, you know what I mean. I will play every wrestling game I've released. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll do it all. Um, but I just want to have a bit of a kind of better space to to do that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I was, I was about to ask you, Twitch. Is that is that seem to be is that on the horizon uh, with with all, with all these converters as well? Twitch, which is during lockdown has been just everyone's life I, I feel, I,
1: I feel like I feel like I'm missing something with twitch like I don't know I don't really I, I never really watched like streamers I prefer like reviews and like you know that kind of stuff am um, so like twitch was never something I was big into but certainly I certainly a YouTube channel mm-hmm. um and I've actually been looking into doing a CCw twitch where um I'll put some of these wrestling games to use I'll to take them on the plane with at Denmark or whatever. Um, but basically it will be the CCW roster playing various wrestling games against each other. So I, th- I think that will be fun. Um, and hopefully we can get that kicked off um, just as, as soon as I can get back to back to Denmark.
0: Yeah, I, I had my dabble with Twitch uh, during the start of lockdown, the first one, when whenever that ended, I can't remember. But it, it came to the point where I made everyone, including yourself, because I think I end up yeah. making you in the WWE games most years because there's not much to it, to be honest. Uh, you have to wear a vest, though. That,
1: I'm uh, always that one, that one download is always me.
0: <laughs> uh, you're wearing a vest most of the time because the the rib tattoo, I'm just like, nah, needing <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, by, by the time I, I, I was getting into it and then half of my roster that I made turned out to be wrong, and so, so I was like, nah, I think I'm done. Finished with it. <laughs> I'll That yeah. a podcast instead. So, that's, that, that,
1: that's how a, a lot of promotions felt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know I wasn't losing money out of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So before we move on to the fan questions, what's your favourite dinosaur?
1: The Stegosaurus, because nice, nice I like I, I like to to think that other dinosaurs would have shortened it to just Steg. You know what I mean? I like Steg. as like. <laughs>
0: That's a pretty good reason. Uh, it, it's, it's coming close to my, my top ones. Uh, turkey dinosaur being the top. Oh, one.
1: that was I'm um, partial to, to a Turkey dinosaur.
0: Too. And uh, Luchasaurus is also. Ah,
1: that was a good one, very
0: high one. But no, uh, uh, Triceratops used to be fairly popular in this this uh, season <laughs> uh, for some reason. But we end up, I end up in a, a power Rangers conversation, so we'll just kind of leave it there. Uh, so the fan questions, Krieger, he's put. There's a lot of just fight ones. Uh, what wins a fight, two sheep or one cow? This has been asked before. I, li- I remember hearing this. You two argue about this before.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to be honest. Me and Deck have this. Have been having this argument for so long. I can't even remember what side I'm on. Like every single time, it started. It started off as some like. We, we, were, we were on, like, a road trip, and someone, some, like, I think he asked it, and the two of us, like, legit got into a pure argument about it. Um, and we're, like, really going back and forth. Um, and there's, like, you know, the trainees or whoever were in the back, and they're all howling. Um, and just anytime we are done a podcast and stuff, he just always, always brings it up. Um, and as, as it's genuinely got to the point where I'm, like, I can't remember what side of the argument I'm on. I just, I let him answer first. And then I, I say the opposite, opposite one and tell him that he's an idiot for answering that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the cow. I think that's usually my answer because I couldn't, I couldn't, could imagine two sheep ever winning. Because it my theory is that the cows just gonna crush folk? You know what I mean? There's no, mm. there's no, there's no much in it.
0: I mean, I, I, my gut reaction was two sheep. So my, I, I don't know how though. So. Because I okay, get the cow is bigger, but I feel like the sheep can lead them upstairs because you can't get you can get a cow upstairs but you can't get a cow downstairs because the way their knees bend so I'm assuming a sheep could coerce them into like falling into pits of some description. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Jason Hyde's asked... You,
1: you have already put more thought into that answer than I ever have. <laughs> like, like I genuinely, I just let Dec answer and then go, you're an idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this this, this kind of weird questions that I get asked just keeps me up at night. Uh, Jason Hyde has asked, thankfully he didn't ask me this on his podcast because I was dreading he would. Biggest animal you could beat in a fight? Hmm...
1: A blue whale.
0: Would you fight it on land? Yes.
1: What would do? No, I'd start in the sea. I'd start in the sea and i antagonise it, lead it to the beach, where it would then become beached. Then, when everybody's trying to soak it and keep it alive and all that, I'll explain to everybody, it's a onion, don't bother. And then obviously it will eventually suffocate, and I will be crowned the, the king of the sea.
0: You put more thought into that answer than you have the two feet <laughs> <cow. laughs> Um Sound logic. Can't can't really argue with it. Big Benny asked, "Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one great collie?"
1: I've been all over the world. I've been. I've wrestled in some of the. Roughish schemes in Glasgow, I've wrestled in mafia-ridden villages in Italy, I do not draw the line at the Great Cali, you know what I mean? i I seen that question beforehand and I thought, I'm going to use this time to call out the Great Cali. The, the, I, I'm i confident that I could have the Great Cali. He's, the, Great Cali has been coasting the last few years on the memories the 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 Punjabi prison and the rivalry with Undertaker, forgetting that there's still folk out here like me who remember the Punjabi Playboy. I was there. I seen it. I know that you've went down and I know you're not the same guy that you used to be. I can great, Cali.
0: That's the bit I'm going to clip out. So that that's it. That that's the the sting for the episode. Um, I can I see it now. Uh, the, I thought go, I'd
1: say something offensive then. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's, the, that's the bit I'm using. Uh, the, much like the ADM one with the Dean Ford photo. This, this is the one that I'm using for, for everyone to watch. <laughs> um, well, I think I've ticked off everything on my list here. So it only took just about two hour and a, two and a half hours. Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think you might just about reach the, the same amount of time that I spoke to Scotty in our second episode, which was... <laughs> I still don't know how we filled
1: that much time. Right, so where can people find you on social media? So all my social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter is at Looking Sharp UK. Just Looking Sharp on Facebook, if you're looking for it on there. I've got a like page. Um, Anyone looking to join the LKS Dojo can hit up any of my social media you, you know what I mean? It's it's not it's not that official. You know what I mean? If you want, you can just comment on a post or whatever. I'll send you an invite to the group or I'll get someone to send you an, an invite to the group. Um, looking Sharp TV on, on YouTube. Um, if you're looking to discover some new wrestling, looking to discover a new wrestling scene, then there's an Abundance out on there. It all features me, so if you're not a fan of myself, unlucky. you're going to have to put up with me. Um, but there's plenty of, plenty of content on there. There's stuff from WLW in China, which is a lesser known promotion from China. Um, so that's a cool one to watch. You can see me fighting for the WLW title. You can see me on OWE in Shanghai. You can see me in Denmark, Norway. You can see my American debut against AEW's John Cruz. So there's Loads of loads of good content on there, so give it a subscribe and hopefully there'll be some gaming content on there in the near future as well.
0: Perfect, you, you clearly practiced that, but perfect. That, uh, <laughs> thanks again for for taking loads of time out of your evening to speak to me.
1: No worries at all, mate. It was it was my pleasure. Like I'd much rather do a a, a long form interview like this than a ten minute interview where it's who's your favourite wrestler? You know what I mean, like. <laughs>
0: Well, well, that could be our last question. And who's your favourite wrestler? (laughs) (laughs) It's a
1: new (laughs) Jack. Yeah, we're going to Jack. Jack. (laughs)
0: That's a good way to end it.